Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Are you kidding me? He helped him get on board. That's not getting the child, That's though. That's not helping him get the child? That's not helping him get the child? That's helping, but not getting the child. And I thought the whole thing he was like, helped him get we the child. have to get the no, child. No, 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 no. He's Boba a piece of the puzzle. Boba, Boba wasn't meant to go get the child for him. To no, help no, no. Him. Yeah, I know. But he left before, okay. before it happened. Should we tell Are people that we're, we're in spoiler territory yet? Yeah, we're listen, recording, by the guys, way. The way, listen, the way that spoilers <laughs> have been, been what, going what? on, on the way that spoilers have been going on, yeah, on social media, that is there so is true. no longer a spoiler like uh, you know buffer anymore. It's I got thing. spoiled at least like three or four times throughout the day before the I even word. got to see. Should word. we just should we just change the name of the podcast to Spoiler Alert so it's like an automatic <laughs> reflex for people that listen? We'll put it in Since the. We, uh, Spoil stuff. <laughs> we'll go ahead and put it in the uh, in, in the uh, I guess the bio for the episode. A nice big get geek spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. We should just change the podcast name to Spoiler Get Geek. Spoiler. Get, spoiler Geek. Get spoiled. Geek. There you go. Spoiled. Get spoiled. Get spoiled. There you noticed, go. If you guys get haven't spoiled. noticed, we are live. We are live. Yeah, we're, we're, the get geek we're podcast. a minute a minute twenty into this. So yeah, <laughs> it was a Hello. big week we'll put it that way what's going on all of our friends and fans and denizens of the internet uh this is the get geek podcast you are listening to the get geek podcast i'm jose this is wolfie aj eli and this is the mandalorian not named uh din <laughs> this is walt <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. It is gonna be one of those days. How's everybody doing this week, man? What's going on with you guys? What's Good. new and current? I'm elated. Elated with uh joy with uh how badass Boba Fett's reveal this entire season was. <laughs> Who's doing raspberry? Who said that? Who did I can't that? see, yeah. I don't know. I don't Walt? know. Walt. What? Who? Huh? Yeah. N- not I. Not I uh-huh. said the no pussy cat. Sure. Not I. Sure. No so. <laughs> Guys, can we just can we just get this out of the way? Okay. Uh Boba Fett's a badass. A certified <laughs> badass. Like an an indisputable badass. He had his moments, uh, I guess. All of his sort moments of. were his moments. Nah. I mean sometimes WWE me? wrestlers get the better of him, but that's okay. It's just a momentary. Lapse Technically, in that ended in a draw. I'll give you that. It did. DDT, DDT. <laughs> it did. It did. Oh, yeah, that was a. But I mean, you figured it. It had to happen because of the character, or because of the casting of the person who who did that move. Of course. Boba. Of course. I mean, when it had to happen eventually. When The Rock first got on, what what was his signature move? Every every movie he did, he had to do the rock bottom, right? So mm-hmm. yes, he did. Yes, he did. It had it to happen. Wait, hold on. It, 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 ju- it just hold happened hold to happen. It just happened to happen that it happened to Boba Fett. 
to no effect. Spectacularly. Are you kidding? What happened was that was probably the highlight of the entire episode. Well, are you are you gonna (laughs) sit here and say that Boba Fett is not a badass? He is. I asked Walt. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got answer the fans. uh, I I got. I'm gonna step away because I got another bathroom. So no, 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 just, just no, 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 come on, exactly. Answer, answer, indigestion, dude. Indigestion, give me a second. <laughs> He's got to run. How's he gonna run? He has no legs. Cool, oh. I got legs. Oh, I'm sorry, I confused oh. you for mall. Damn, I get it. Uh, I get it. We're gonna tip back to that again. <laughs> That's a so, swipe at the midsection, is what that is. Let me you just put it to you this way. Homeboy got out of a pit in the desert, whereas Maul literally got cut and came back even more badasses than before. Uh, let me put it to you this That's way. All I got to say. Let me put it to you this way. You Homeboy were, you were, no, no, no. You were in Homeboy the dirt. got out of a pit and he got his own show. Your man's got put at the end of a movie and then the sequel got canceled. Yeah, but Maul's Oh, still but you got to remember, you got to remember though. Come on. Yeah, let's let's get into let's get into all of the lore. Who was one of the most important people in the Star Wars user? Who was the one that knew that Anakin needed to be stopped and tried to get Ahsoka on the same page and she didn't do it? And guess what? Because of her lack of indecision and because of the okay. fact right. hey, listen, if she had listened to who? Maul, maybe. Star Wars doesn't happen. Maybe New Hope doesn't happen. Maybe Let me Vader, Let me Vader doesn't happen. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. You know this. what I'm saying? What are we reviewing right now? Huh? What are we reviewing right now? The Mandalorian. The and thanks, thanks to Maul. How good is this show? How good is this show? How good is this show? Well, huh? Listen, I like the show. Okay. I, listen. At the end of the day, I'm just playing around with you. I do like the show. 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 Who inspired the show? Uh, Django Fett. Oh yeah. my God! Thank Are you. you. Freaking kidding me? Thank you. <laughs> Are you guys kidding me? All right, all right. Let's wait. Let's, we, should, we, should we should stop. We should, we should if, talk if, about. If it wasn't for the Boba Fett fans, if it wasn't for us, <laughs> we would not have Django Fett. We would not have freaking the Mandalorian. We would not have this awesome four episode ending to this season. I'm thinking we should continue because this is gonna this is gonna continue relentlessly from Walt and and the the no, I'll anyway, stop. I'll stop I'll as stop. the episode uh-huh. goes on. Uh-huh. For, I bet. for the sake of the show, I will stop. Oh, for the sake of the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a truce. This is a truce. <laughs> it's a for a moment at least. No truces. Uncomfortable uh, truce. But we should also kind of get our disclaimers out. Um, we are <laughs> recording. We, <laughs> we are recording remotely. Yeah, so this is remote. Kind of like we've we've done a pretty good job of ironing out any kind of audio <laughs> artifacts. But if you hear any sirens, if you hear any sound like that, if you hear any dogs barking and running around and all that stuff, it's due to the you know current circumstances. So I hope is, you guys is, are staying safe. Is this not the craziest start of an episode that we've had so far? Very clearly, but we still got to get through it. So let me finish. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> um, and so, again, we hope that you bear with us as we iron out all these weird, you know, audio issues that we might have, including 
these weird sounding supposedly Boba Fett sucks kind of you know noise <laughs> noise distractions. Uh, just kind of you know disregard <laughs> anything that sounds anything like that or Walt's voice. Yeah, uh, and if and but, if any of it works as well as Disney Plus Group Watch, then please let us know because it can't we can't allow it to be that bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't figure it out by the end of the season. Um, and of course, as always, please like, rate, share, and subscribe. You know, please. show us some love. If you guys uh, are already listening to the uh, podcast, I hope that you guys are enjoying the shows that we and the episodes that we put on so far. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking us out. Bear yes. with us, enjoy the show, and uh, yeah, hit the share button and let people know what we're up to. <clears throat> so, so formalities are done. I think uh, I you guys know what I've been up to. I've you know just been enjoying this uh, Mandalorian ride. What about you guys? Uh, I have been either playing or watching my girlfriend continue to play Civilization for probably like 100 hours by now since I mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks ago. It's a pretty addicting game. So we like are playing in multiplayer. We're playing our own single player missions. We're playing a lot of Civilization. So we've been taking over the world slowly but surely over and over and over again. It's fun. It's fun. You guys should try it. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. We've been doing what everybody else in society is doing right now and mostly staying indoors, which is why video games are (laughs) definitely a nice distraction. And so was this episode. What about you guys? So remember how last time I revealed how much of a bonafide maniac I could be when it comes to GTA 5? Yes. Here's part two. (laughs) It's gotten worse. You did this with Eli. I know, because I know you guys were playing it online the other day, weren't you? Yes. So, Uh recently, I've perfected my plane bombing technique. (laughs) There's plane bombing? Remember that. So, what I like to do is I like to steal planes from the airport (laughs) and just crash them places. Oh, wow. Oh, you're just, you're kamikaze yeah. people. Well, I finally a found a way so that I That's don't F- die F- in the process. Can you jump out? Yes, I you- bought myself a parachute and locked it. <laughs> you're the worst. That's like just There's that it. evil cackle. So now yeah. what I do is I aim the plane at a building, but it has to be a building near this casino. Why? why? I'll tell yeah. you why. Okay. So... The plane, I get out of it. It crashes into this building or the freeway. And (laughs) I make sure to parachute onto the top of the casino. And then what I do is I just start randomly sniping people. Jesus. (laughs) My Lord. So so they're watching the plane come in and crash (laughs) into a building. And then they just start getting picked off one by so absolutely nobody knows that has any idea what's going on in that moment. Basically, it's complete chaos. It gets to the point where I'm so well entrenched on the rooftop of this casino that not even SWAT can land a proper helicopter onto onto the onto the top of the building That's because I've decked myself point. out with. Basically, military grade weapons, and anytime they get close with a chopper, I just blow it out of the sky with an RPG. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, man. More insanity in yeah. GTA 5. So the other thing really quick that I did, yeah. Um, Walt recently got us the Oculus. And so we've what? been doing that. What game did you guys try? I guess I've, real quick before we get too too deep into it. I've been personally going ham on chapter three of Vader Immortal. I've been doing the lightsaber dojo. And man, using two lightsabers is like really, <laughs> it's so helpful. Because now you, while I can block with one hand, I can just throw the lightsaber at anything else. It's just so bomb. Right. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Wait, what's the game called? Which one? The the robot game? Robo Recall. Robo Unplugged. Real Recall. Unplugged. Or the Oculus. Or the Oculus. Oculus, yeah. It's literally like it's literally like a game where like like robots like turn evil and you have to kill all of them. It's Matrix style too. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like Like bullet time? Yeah, like you could literally bullet time it uh slow. And you can like headshot, grab robots. It's crazy. Yeah, you can pick pick up bullets bullet. from the sky and then throw them back to the robot. Yeah, and blow them up with it. You know, so, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was it's super crazy. Um, I've also been doing GTA Online, as you as AJ said. Um, yeah. Oh, did you guys give up on like the DBC battles? Yeah, I, I I don't. Life's too short to argue about such small things. <laughs> which which means they do it I mean, still Gojita every night. Still better. <laughs> so that's all that means. Yeah. Yes, he is better. Yeah, he is. Yes, that's why he's coming out now. Yep, and that's why Vegito is gonna suck. Yep, he he's will. A, he's a pretty trash unit. Yep, Gogeta will be better. Yep, he will. Considering he's oh my like, god, he's coming they're, out. They're, yep, they're agreeing on something. That's the trick. You just have what? to say yes to everything. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Vegeta's better. Right? Are you going to do great yep, with Baby partner. sucks. Yep, he does. Vegito sucks. <laughs> yep, he sucks. Omega Shenron sucks. Yep, Omega Shenron sucks. Super Baby 2 sucks. Yep, he GT sucks too. GT sucks. Yes, GT sucks. All right, we got to move on. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> uh, what about you all? What's up? Oh, man. All right, last but not least. I have the most exciting news about what I've been doing. Absolutely nothing. Cool. <laughs> I have been cool. I, I have been up in my ears and work. You know, it's the year end, and we have multiple multiple projects. So you know, I, I'm I was lucky enough today with you, Jose, to play a, one round of uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, and that was it. That's one. that's basically been the extent of my whole my great we're week both, we're both rusty wait you didn't see any of the expanse yeah i saw one episode i was able to do it but i have to watch it again because i got i got distracted so i, I gotta sense. go back and i know there's what three three episodes three. out already right yeah well yeah three should be three because it just came out uh yeah a couple of days ago oh yeah i, I will say this um and you might find this interesting uh, Breaking Bad, we are up to season two, episode six, five. Finally. Yes, we've been going through. I will tell you this, not exactly no. what I was expecting. In a good way? 
in a weird way because I guess my expectation was that Walter White would be like a total badass by now, and he's still not there yet. So no, he's Breaking Bad. I know, I know. That's what, and it makes sense. But like I said, my expectation was different. So, and I will say this: his wife is mad annoying. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> She is. Skyler. I do remember. Like, I actually did not Skyler. like her that much. Like, when I was watching it, because um, again, I haven't finished. I haven't seen the last season. Um, but I just, it, you know, really, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. It was one of those things. That, like, the last season came out, and I, I kind of breezed through the fourth season, and I wanted mm. to rewatch it, but then it kind of felt like a little bit of a chore to rewatch it. And I just never got around to it. But yeah. one of the reasons she Ooh. she's really annoying to me. She's like she is difficult to like enjoy her on screen. I I don't know if that was purpose. Uh, I oh. feel like it might be because maybe we're supposed to feel the way that Walter is feeling, the way that he's expre- that he's experiencing everything. But that was a very it was a little cringe for yeah. So. I I think I think if you got it, you got to finish it. You got to finish it. Tr- trust me on this one because oh, no, I'm mean, not going to say I've, I've anything beyond that. But the season, I've heard how amazing it is. Well, no, no, not for that reason. More for the reason of Sky of of Skylar herself, the actra, the actress, the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh I don't, goodness, I, I don't fault her for her for her acting capability yeah, no, because she's got a lot of hate right. though. She got but, a lot of hate, which is so unfair because she did a good job. Yeah, I know. Being like kind of the shrew, which. Yeah. Again, it gets more complicated than that, but we yeah. shouldn't get in any deeper into it before yeah. All right. everybody finishes watching it. I, I do, hope you're enjoying it. I, I will say and that it gets better. I think <clears throat> I think we're on the precipice of Walter White becoming the badass or Heisenberg because um he had he had a moment with Jesse, which was like, Okay, now I see where this is going. So I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Yeah, it gets better. By by the end of season two, like going into season three is where it really starts to pick up, in my opinion. But that's again, that's you know, that's subjective. But that's how I how I feel. I I hope you enjoy it. We'll see. Yep. All right. Uh, Okay, so I guess we can go into our you know main main purpose of the of of this get together over here, which is going to be chapter uh, what is it sixteen? I guess. Yes, he says episode eight. Of yep. um, the second season of The Mandalorian. And in case you didn't realize, we're going to go into full spoilers. So, this is your one and only warning from here on out. I think we did um, that already, right? We did, no, we but... Did. We did, at the, but like, at we didn't the beginning like, the of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything, we only spoiled the, uh, the after credits, sort of. Sort okay, of. So, eh. yeah. so, real quick, I just kind of want to go around, you know, the room... The table, the virtual table, and get like quick mm-hmm. impressions on like what you thought of just the episode, not the season. We're gonna get into our review of the season at the end, mm-hmm. but just this episode. What did you guys think? Me personally, I I, I loved the episode from beginning to end. Um, it uh, it was interesting how they threw us into the episode, into the action right away without any kind of setup, which was I guess pretty cool. You know, it's awesome to see the slave one in action but um i i had all kinds of emotions i felt like in this episode i experienced the highs and the lows i i got a little bit emotional towards like the end um i think everybody that had any kind of investment in the relationship between um dinjarin and and grogu had had all the feels all the emotions 
Um, so, but overall, I thought the episode was great, personally. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, uh, I will go. Oh, okay. Or I, yeah, I'll go. I'll go ahead and, and give my impressions. Okay, so for me, the episode, um, it was awesome. It was totally awesome because it, except for one aspect of it, which I think a lot of people suspected was the case and might happen, it it subverted what I thought was going to happen to end season two. So, and it did it in a very, very cool and very, very interesting and very action-packed way, a very well-acted way. Um, it had some some great moments uh with with the the crew the battle crew with the with uh let's just say with like some some kind of rogue one moments with them kind of running through hallways and shooting people but it was in in general yeah it was amazing and of course the payoff oh the payoff was was everything that us star wars fans have probably been waiting for i would say for a few years now to really feel and that's my impression of it it was okay for me, um, I, I I liked it to a fault. Um, I liked where it was going, and then it ended. And it ended with a very peculiar situation. And it really feels like, based on the information we're getting, that we're just dropping it right there. And I kind of have a problem with that. But otherwise, I did like the episode. I did like the guest star mm-hmm. appearance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just pretty good through and through. You know, some people abandon their teammates, but you know, that happens sometimes. <laughs> Shots fired across the bow. It was good. It was cool, except it wasn't as cool as the other episodes, at least for me. It just didn't feel. At- as oh, suspenseful okay. and stuff. Really? Like the beginning. Like, oh man, wow. The okay. beginning the beginning to so like a little bit around a little bit after the middle, it was really, really awesome. <laughs> but then like towards the end it was getting a little bit meh for me. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. We'll discuss. All right, I guess that leaves me, right? Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was a very, very well done episode. Um I I, I like Peyton Reed was the director for this episode, uh, Mr. Ant-Man over there, mm-hmm. um, who's directed, he directed those. And I thought it was a well-paced episode. Um, it had a lot of really high points, um, one of them being, uh, I'm, I won't get into that, but I, I did have slight issues with two things that happened in the episode. And, and I, I think both you guys know um, well, I think everybody knows, you know, my issues with the episode, um, but it it didn't it wasn't enough to distract me from how well the episode was was done. So um, generally, I, the one thing I will say, it did feel like an ending. That that's the one thing that I got out from, you know, when we finished it. It felt like we were. I don't want to say too much. You know what? I'll just leave it at that because we will get into that a little bit later. But I, I did think okay. it was a really, really good episode. All right. Well, um, so uh, with that being said, uh, let's give 
basically as a quick synopsis, a little bit of a recap. Um, we are <laughs> we are full spoilers now. Yeah. At this point, uh, Din has already in the previous episode we were left off with him getting the coordinates, sending his taken message to Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon fully expect or at least should be expecting him you have to be something coming through. I want. Um and and we get thrown in with uh with right into the action. You know, they're they're um boarding the ship and you know going into rescue Grogu. Um well first so, we have the moment where they where they find the Pershing, Dr. Pershing, right? Because that was a cool scene. Oh yes, that was. Oh man, I almost that forgot was about that. The, dope scene right at the beginning. Don't, don't yes. move faster. Before yeah. that's right, right before. Yeah. Oh man, we actually got to talk about that scene. That yes. scene is really awesome. And but we yeah, will. So anyway, as far as the episode goes, that's where we are. They're on their rescue mission to find and rescue Grogu, um, and a bunch of uh, face-offs or confrontations have already been previously set up. Right, you have um, Din looking for Grogu. Uh, Bo-Katan looking for Moff Gideon and so on and so forth and the question of like who if any uh, Jedi will come to the aid of Grogu and Din Djarin and you know the the folks over here mm-hmm. so going right into it let's let's talk about that first scene actually the the initial intro scene where uh, the um, what's the, the doctor what's his name again Dr. Pershing Dr. Omid Abtahi. Right. When they name. get boarded, so they get boarded by uh, Din Djarin and um, Cara Dune. Um, and it was set up with it's such an awesome like scene, like a yeah. whole Mexican standoff right there. And it was just such a cool scene for Cara Dune. I feel like between the two seasons, we've been waiting for like Cara Dune's like super impactful moment. I feel like this was the one. Do you guys feel that I way? liked? I like the episode. I think this was the the culmination of a couple of impactful moments. Maybe this was the most impactful, but I think that it was really awesome when, um, when she she had that conversation with Blue with the with the rebel officer, um, played by the gentleman from Kim's Convenience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that that was because that was kind of where you saw a turning point for her. But this was a big moment too. I mean, this was this was the yeah the climax in a way for her character's arc. Um, and it's definitely going to make a huge difference, I think, in where she goes as a character moving forward, right. um, if and when we, we see her again. Um, but, I mean, this, yeah, the scene was freaking awesome. I thought it was really cool how they set it up with the Slave One chasing that Imperial shuttle. Like, that was a really cool, like, if not short action scene. And the the co-pilot played by Thomas E. Sullivan, that really creepy dude, man, like, what did you guys think of that? I thought he was, for that short scene, I think him and, and Gina Carano played off each other incredibly well. I don't know. What did you guys, what did you guys think of that? Pretty, I mean, I, that, that's, uh, huh? yeah, no, go on. It was pretty harrowing, you know? He was all like. I was on the Death Star when the planet blew up. And she was like, oh, which Death Star? And he was like, oh, very <laughs> funny. I haven't heard that one before. Really, it was really, <laughs> it was pretty funny. But at the same time, you know that that conversation packed like a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, it it's funny intense. that you find it funny. Because to me, that, that was kind of like. Okay, well, it was funny you. in that, you know, they each had their own little thing. They, they, yeah. yeah, I guess I can see what you're saying where you have, he talked about 
So he was on the he said he was on the Death Star that destroyed Alderaan. Yeah. Right. And she's from Alderaan. But he was also talking about the Imperial loss. He said that millions yeah. of people died on both of those Death Stars, too. So even though that guy was really scary, dude, like kind of like evil. Yeah, he, he was had a, cold, he had a though. Point. Yeah. Kind of. You know, the, the thing the thing for me that I grabbed from that scene is something that we didn't really get. Um, I think even from the, in the original trilogy or any of the Star Wars films where, mm-hmm. you know, you have... Like, when we saw the Death Star destroying Alderaan and all that stuff, it's obviously, like, a oh-my-God moment. But it was just an oh-my-God moment for the shock of, like, there's this machine or this uh, weapon that can destroy entire planets. Not so much ever for the amount of people that die. Like, if you think back on it, when I see, when I when I saw that scene, I didn't think to myself, oh, my God, they just killed millions and millions of people. Or when the Death Star got destroyed, oh, my God, a bunch of Imperial officers, millions of them have died. In this scene, we got like I feel like the like how much hate they actually hate have for each other for um, the actions that each of them took. It was this the sequel to this to the conversation from Clerks where he talks about the contractors on the Death Star getting blown up, and they were just trying to go about their day and handle their yeah, business. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh. But it, it was it, just such an intense scene. It's yeah. also he got shot in the face, dude. It's Has also, that happened uh, in Star Wars? No. Has anybody ever gotten shot in the face yeah, in Star Wars? Really. I remember yeah. there being at least one instance. <laughs> I just can't remember the, the mask in the face. Can you, and can you name it? Like who got shot in the face in Star Wars? Like that was pretty intense. Like I mean, I mean it's Cara mostly Dune. been extras though. It's yeah. not. It's not been anyone main. Yeah, but nothing that close. Oh, yeah. not that close. Yeah. Fine. That Mexican like, standoff, like Wolfie's yeah. had the face before. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. It also shows how, I mean, Cara Dune's obviously a badass, but it really shows that she's not, like, just a badass warrior. She she gave him a chance, and she can also be heartless. And if you notice, at the end of that scene, she shoots and then just walks away, and then is just looking at her like, damn, woman. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, kind of a, a look of shock. Like, even Din couldn't believe that she did that. Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. that, that like there was a lot to grab from there. So yeah. Um. So so from there we get the you know the the Pershing uh, confirms that the child is on the uh, Mafsa starship, and he 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 describes and tells him about like the dark troopers and all that. We're gonna get into the dark troopers, but we're still in the in the in the in the. Uh, I guess the infiltration phase, and here's where we get pretty much Boba's only role in the uh, in the episode, where Boba serves to kind of be a decoy, sort of, or they have this plan of like uh, warp speeding into the starship, uh, in front of the starship, with Boba shooting them, kind of giving them chase and making it look like he's really shooting them, forcing the starship to allow the uh, Imperial cruiser to. Um, board really quick, I think yeah. we're forgetting the something. hijacked Imperial shuttle. What's that? Uh, before that, they enlist the help of Bo Katan and her, I guess, confidant. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get into Boba's role and all that stuff, but again, like we Boba's role as far as the episode goes is to help them infiltrate, uh, onto the uh, in, the starship and everything, um, as well as a very, very big and important piece of information that we got. From Boba's mouth. You guys can laugh. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm allow it. Does anybody want to get into that? 
Oh, now now you're silent, Walt? I, I said I was going to be good. I said what I was going to be good for the rest of the episode. But we got to right? talk about it. With the clone confrontation? What do we... What do we it sounds we like I've heard your voice a thousand times. That was straight up cold, bro. Ouch. Yeah, you want to know what's even colder? When he said, mine might be the last one you hear. That was a good line. I, I And then he got DDT. Exactly. So. <laughs> he rolled out of the DDT. He got he tor- tornado. Ro- he got rocket tornado DDT'd by Sasha. Freaking that Bank. was nice. That was a nice. Yes, one. it was great. <laughs> and you it know what? Awesome. It that is great was... that they know how to use Mandalorian tactics since they're Mandalorians. Well, you know what? <laughs> I just just to comment on on the action and and the inventive ways that they had in fighting. That wasn't the only instance because they did it a, a bunch of times, which I commend them for because yeah. there was some really you know if if you really slowed down some of the fights there was some really wow moves that they were putting out and out there you know what i mean so, yeah in fairness i think i think she kind of she kind of caught him like by surprise with how capable she was so i i will give him that uh, listen she's a mandalorian he should have yeah, known yeah i was going to say that i, I was going to say that like it's discrediting her yeah. as a mandalorian and i don't think and boba fett isn't necessarily I wouldn't say that Boba Fett is necessarily the kind of guy like he doesn't he doesn't fight like underestimating people in my opinion. Right. But, but he, doesn't res- he doesn't respect the Mandalorians in a way either, even though he is yeah, but he has a complicated a, relationship. There's with, a like, difference you know, between there's a difference between not respecting and underestimating. You know, you can yeah. not respect somebody okay. but not underestimate okay. them, you know what I mean? You know, okay. again, I feel like I feel like the and, and th- we're not going to know this until you know we get the the the, the more information in the future, which we're going to talk about how we're going to get that information. But we're not going to get we. There is a lot to understand with Boba Fett's relationship with the Mandalorian creed culture uh, and all that stuff. Um, we might get some of that so, backstory. So anyway. in this episode, we got basically some sort of possible confirmation that Boba is not a Mandalorian simply because. Bo uh, says, you're not Mandalorian, and Boba Fett responds, I never said I was, in the most menacing, most badass way that he could. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Come on now. Listen, you're going to say... With, 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 all, with all due respect, you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this just to, you know, kind of poke the wolf here, but, you know, what I do oh, find really? interesting is that, you know, they... It almost seemed, and I don't know if you got this, but Django Fett, they kind of were okay with. It was Boba, the fact that he was a clone. And I think that was the thing that really stuck to them, was the fact that he's not, you know, I guess naturally yeah, made. You know what I mean? See, I think that was that was more the sticking point that she had in terms of, oh, well, you're not a Mandalorian. Because, you know... A, he's a clone, which is which is understandable. But maybe, and and I think it's the second part that really um, hits home for her, knowing that all the clones turned on everybody. Maybe that's more of her issue with him, you know, because like she said, I've heard your voice a thousand times. That wasn't necessarily kind of like a, a dig on him. That could be a general thing where it's like you're one of those guys that betrayed us, you know, that's, that's, that, so that's true. Maybe, maybe that could be part of it. You know, that's true. And I understand that from like her point of view, but this right. also kind of goes like the way that I look at this is that like, this is like, I feel like Boba's being like sort of discriminated against. Cause remember Boba was, even though he was, you know, Django's clone, 
Django asked for him to not be altered, not be given any like uh, additional aging genes and all that stuff. He wanted him to just basically be his son, you know. So to me, he's like he's much he's kind of living with the same issues that I feel like. uh, And I can't say this speaking from experience because I'm not adopted, but adopted children who grow up and then they aren't accepted part of like a, a, a race or family or whatever because they're adopted. You know, so they they kind of act out a a little bit more of a, you know, defensive manner. And that's kind of what I see and saw in that scene is that just because, you know, he's a clone uh, that now he he's not worthy. You know what I mean? I think we we definitely are going to need to see if they if they decide to explore this any any more, which I think they might because, you know, they have the Boba Fett show coming out. They have to explore a little bit more about the the now canon relationship i guess it's not confirmed confirmed but it's confirmed by the the iconography and the sigil i think on boba fett's armor right uh the jasta Mareel connection right they gotta they gotta really dig into that i think oh. in the future in order to to make this well it's gonna be super interesting in order to kind of clarify even right. further like what boba fett's whole relationship is so this this is this is where this is where i have like you know cause to like you know, say that I don't I don't think that you can just take everything on face value just because he he said a certain line and stuff like that, because it really does seem like he follows all the uh, the, the the Mandalorian ways, you know, but in his own way. Right. Like he doesn't need to, you know, offer um, Din Djarin how, any kind of help for rescue. How, he doesn't need to prove. How so? Huh? How so? Well, this is what I'm trying to explain, right? He doesn't need to prove that he that he's the rightful owner of the uh, the armor. He doesn't. He also has clearly, you know, an an excellence in using the Mandalorian fighting tactics, you know, um, and and you know he doesn't he doesn't need to explain and represent all of this no, if I, he wasn't I get, Mandalorian. I get you know that, but I don't I don't necessarily agree with the fact that he's. He does everything the Mandalorian way because, quite honestly, I don't think he gives a crap. I don't think I was no, no, he say doesn't. It. What I'm what I'm saying is that like so that's that, why that, I'm a little, you know, you know, like, and and again, what I'm saying is that like it's not so much that like he because very clearly there's more than one Mandalorian way. You know, there's Din and how he perceives the way that's most likely the Death Watch way, and then you have Bo-Katan's more pacifist or rather the uh, true Mandalorian way as it was in the expanded universe. Um, and then, you know, who knows how Boba Fett sees the Mandalorian way or if he maybe he doesn't see himself as a Mandalorian, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he that he wasn't or can be or isn't. You know, it's all dependent yeah. more, I think, on like the information that we're going to get. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I said this in the group chat that like, the the Mandalorian creed seems to be a lot more like a religion, and I mean, so is the Jedi Order. It seems like, and the Sith, and all that. Um, but just like in as the parallels in our own, you know, real world, in a lot of religions, you don't necessarily have to like belong to like that specific order to lead a life like that religion. Not to name any specific religions, but you know, like I feel like that's more the angle that Boba Fett kind of falls in. As far as my perception of it. So. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually really agree with that. And to expand on, like, how he said that he wasn't a Mandalorian, I don't... Uh, I, I'd like I, to agree because I really do think that he, he didn't... He just said that. Like, it didn't... It's like the words had no meaning, I guess. 
Yeah, I, like, I think I think he was just being defensive. He was just yeah. like he was like, you know, you're not gonna tell me what to do or who I am or whatever. You know, he's not gonna yeah. like he's just that kind of guy, you know. Um oh my god, I have a Melger on my side on this. Yes. I'm not totally on your side. You're oh my god, what the heck? Wow. wow. Unbelievable. I, I told him to say that. I told them to say that to make you happy. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, so how do you guys feel about like Boba's role, right? Because we have that situation that happened in the uh I guess the cantina. You know, it seems like the Mandalorian is really like like that, like Bo Katan loves hanging out at the bar. Um yeah, where was that other guy that they had in, in the previous episode? They had like that some dude well, with them. Well, where you know, go? it's funny because like when the uh first uh when when they first showed them, right after that episode aired, there was a news confirmation showing that like he wasn't gonna show up again. And everybody's like, Oh no way, they're gonna of course they're gonna come back. But I guess they really meant that he wasn't signed on to do another episode. Maybe he was just part of that task force that they were doing yeah, at the time yeah. and you know, it basically, yeah, um, maybe you know the the other one is is more her buddy. Anything yeah, else? Maybe. You know well, they're part of like uh, their own little sector or clan in the yeah. in the Mandalorian yeah. uh, universe, right? The yeah. like a female clan of Mandalorians. So maybe they just did, they wanted to do it the lady way this week. Right. So so again, so after recruiting Bo-Katan and uh, commencing the infiltration mission. Boba Fett helps them get on board. They finally do get on board, and Boba Fett just bounces. Which I, for me, he fulfilled his job. That was his role. That was his job. He doesn't need to stick around. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I understand why they did it, but I thought it was kind of a semi cop out. And you know why? Why I can't I kind of can't say fully, but if he were there at the end of the episode, he would be really mad at somebody that showed up at the end of the episode and they didn't want to deal with that conflict. Right. I mean, he'd be upset because the last time That's true. In, That's in, true. in a certain movie, they had some issues with each other brief, however they, however they were. And yeah, he wasn't responsible for what happened or whatever, but you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. And we'll right, talk about I, it. I, we'll I, also, that know, I also think I also a certain think rising you. Phoenix. What was that? <laughs> And when a certain yeah. death hit a certain rising phoenix. Sure, yeah. yes. Well, not, um, yeah. It's inconsequential because he's alive, so you know it doesn't matter. I don't think that that would have been actually an issue. Because remember, Boba Fett was a hired gun. That's it. You know? Yeah, I, I like, kind of agree no with real, that also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, if well, he was there, if he was there, I think they'd be like, uh, well, like, hey, what's up? Like, maybe not have, like, you know, a buddy-buddy he, friendship, but I don't think that he would care, right? Like, he's like, just that, part of the scenery. Yeah, I see. Okay, we got to talk about it later. But I think based on what he did later in the episode, I don't think that he is actually very cool with some of the people that were there when what happened to him happened to him. And I think that that's confirmed Mm. at the end of the episode. He held a grudge. Mm. But we'll leave it at that for now. I don't know. He, He was pretty specific with where he went. Very specific. I understand that. I understand that. There was also also a reason. There was also a reason for that because yeah. there was a void, a vacuum that he could easily. Yeah. But you know what? Let let's talk about Blood that later. Still. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know. So Boba Boba Fett was was all right in this episode, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't just right. all right. Now let's I, talk. I, I will say this 
uh, Slave One was awesome in this episode. I mean, you know, um, just seeing it and, and, and watching it take out, you know, it was just, it was awesome to actually see Slave One doing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which which it did happen in Attack of the Clones, I will say, but it wasn't as impactful as this. I mean, this one, you know, there was dog fights and everything. It was it was pretty good. Well, I breathed a sigh of relief too, honestly, because you know how the 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 final or pen, penultimate or or final episode of every TV show now has to kill somebody off. So when he kind of hyperspaced away, I was like, okay, cool, he's off the table. <laughs> he's and not on the list. Yes, there's almost no way that he's going to be. Yeah gonna be often this episode perfect so yeah <laughs> i mean unless you uh, hit and, and, we're, and we're, we're gonna again we're gonna get into exactly <laughs> where he went he obviously had very good reason to do what he had to do anyway um so the next thing that we got is we we, we get dark troopers activated now we saw them we saw them previously activated by moff gideon to actually uh you know take the child you know uh but this time we have basically like a whole squadron of or rather battalion of dark troopers and it's kind of crazy because it seems like they were very very akin to t-1000s yeah and no, i was gonna say like the t-800s yeah they're as, as cool as they look they really just struck me as glorified t-800s yeah did you guys did you guys notice if you look at their faces carefully their 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 like mask the helmet it's very Vader esque. Yeah, it that's what yeah, I said. Yeah, 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 that's what you yeah. said, Eli. Yeah, I one hundred percent. He was so he was so mad about that when I told him that AJ Who? AJ because he says nothing should be like Vader. <laughs> it's a dark homage. Well, I mean, there's there's kind of a Vader motif there, right? Because Moff yeah. Gideon's got the whole yeah. Vader yeah, exactly. vibe and stuff, so kind of makes I mean, sense. The, Inqui- the Inquisitors, they got like a Vader vibe too. It's it's almost like. The SS of the Empire have like their own special uniform, just like the SS of the Nazis had like yeah, their man. own like yep. you know uniform and 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 you know special like aura of like nastiness to them and stuff. Yeah, the Empire um, is very much a cult of personality, yeah, right? Because yeah, they're exactly. all like super into Vader, like just like Kylo right, Ren. Right, he's related, but like it was all influenced by Vader and Palpatine, very much so when it comes to these offshoots of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so. With the dark troopers, and after they infiltrate uh, the, uh, the the squadron of of, of of females, which is Bo-Katan, uh, Fennec, um, what's what's the other Mandalorian's name? Casca, Casca Reeds. Yeah, yeah Casca Reeds. Mm-hmm. So they kind of provide the distraction, or the yeah, the distraction, so that Mando, or rather Din Djarin, can uh, kind of sneak in and try to like find Grogu, and he runs into the dark troopers, and this is where like we see. You know, one dark trooper actually escapes while the rest of the battalion are stuck in a room. Um, and we just see what one dark trooper was doing to Din. And it was pretty freaking wild. Um, it also kind of explains why they had to put in the Beskar staff or spear uh, in the uh, in the show. Because nothing, like no blast, none of, no fire, nothing works on the dark trooper. I mean, there was well, one thing. There was what? one thing. What thing? Later. Yeah, there was some, there was something, someone. That's different. We're talking about like <laughs> conventional weapons. Uh, no, yeah, that that was that was a cool fight. Uh, uh, 
between who, who wants the to, who, who wants to kind of describe like describe the fight and all the details i'll uh i could i could do it real quick first of all i got to shout out very quickly not to backtrack but ming na wen is 57 years old and she had some Holy cool crap. action yes in this episode i just got to she dodged a laser bolt that's all i got to say she like matrixed a laser bolt which was sick um so shout out to to Cara Dune and Gina Carano, Fennec Shan is Ming Nguyen, Bo Katan, Kitty Sackoff, and uh, Sasha Banks as Casca Reeves, the badass crew. But so the Din Djarin fight, like, yeah, it was like a T800 fighting another T800 because that helmet was was really, really durable. So, like, the, the one, just to, I guess, to describe it as quickly as possible, the one Dark Trooper kind of breaks out because they're getting activated. Uh, Dr. Pershing says earlier that they, they can't be kept on full power because they take up too much power so they're slowly activating them they're trying to bash down the door din Djarin's trying to close the door in the room that they're in and one of them slips out and like throws him into the wall like bashes his helmet in with its fists like slaps him away takes um the whistler whistling birds like just like it was nothing just get to hits him with that like like din Djarin tries everything shoots it with his his, his blaster Nothing works. And like like you said, Wolfie, he takes the spear, the Beskar spear, and that's the only thing. He kind of pokes it under the Dark Trooper's neck and pops it off. And that's the only thing that he's able to do to stop this Dark Trooper because that's how badass it is, basically. Um, and then he vents. He like, he like uh, releases the other Dark Troopers into space, right? So problem solved. Dark Trooper's dead. No problem. Right, guys? Yeah. Come on. Seriously? Yeah, no, they were fine. Yeah, yeah, no. was, those things, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. you had the first episode there inaugurated, and they can clearly fly. They're yeah. droids. They don't breathe. <laughs> I what said the mean? same thing. Yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, I hope that this is not, I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't how they were defeated, but I was like, I hope that they don't think that that's actually going to do it, because they flew down from, from the spaceship to take Grogu. Like, uh, <laughs> one thing I will say is... While again, I kind of feel like they're cliched. They, they, they. I guess fill the part pretty well. Like, imagine if you had a bunch of these things back in the old days yeah, when the empire was having the rebellion on the run. <laughs> Ooh, you would have needed like a thousand Yodas and Lukes and whatnot. Which like, they that, didn't that would have been. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, I don't they even want to think about how they ha- would have had to deal with that. Yeah. What about what? What do you think, Eli? Did you like the this action scene and like this kind of quick setup and the the fight between Din Djarin and that first Dark Trooper? I mean, is that where the episode lost you, or was it after that? No, that was that was uh, that was good and all, but <laughs> even still. I yeah. still have a problem with how slow they are. Like, I get that they're well, tanks and, like, super, yeah. super heavy. They're still really slow. Well, like, it's, like, because T-800s. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Not, not like, the battle and stuff, but it didn't not take them a while to, like, get out of the freaking thing. Well, yes, power because yeah, they had that... to power up, and they also have to generate enough force and, you know, build up the force they need no, no, to no, punch not, through no, the... Not, the... not the, like, to actually, like, power on. Oh, well, 
Well, that two just minutes, speaks right? to yeah. Two minutes. That's still two minutes to turn on. It's well, still well, so, well, that's so, because of all the power they pack. Yeah, but it's right, but a little slow. You figure they, the Empire they, would have like an extra backup battery or UPS on that maybe, on that but, ship. But you so know, you here's them. the thing. Here's the thing, right? So no, if you think about panels. Yeah, something. If something. you think about it, it does kind of make sense. If you think about like the very first droids that we had in the prequel series, they're very flimsy, they're very light, but they they really can't do much other than like point and shoot. These are a little bit more autonomous, but again, there's no body in there, right? If you compare them to like the clone troopers and and whatnot, the stormtroopers and all that stuff, they're actual bodies in there. In there, so if you're comparing to how they move versus the 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 you know the dark troopers. And stuff like that. Like, I, I think it would make sense that, like, these are, you know, mechanical beings and stuff. You know, it's not like, like, even the IG-11s, right? Like, the IGs, they move very quickly and stuff like that. But they're also flimsy bodies. They can't just, like, I don't think that they can fight the way that these dark troopers fight. But yeah, I no have one qualm with on this, that. though. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only qualm that I have is that, like, clearly an, an entire battalion of dark troopers is a very, very scary thing. Um, And in the timeline that... Mandalorian is taking place. It's interesting to note that they're pulling these like super, like super weapons out of nowhere. Um, that's like, damn, where where were they? Where were they during the original trilogy and stuff, or you know, whatever. Um, and it kind of feels to me like they pulled a little bit of a um, first order Imperial Starfleet, where you basically have like a thousand Death Stars starships at the end of a. The oh Rise yeah, of Skywalker. The it's like he just happened to pull like out of nowhere like these freaking superpower weapons. So I only I have like a little well, bit of an issue with that, like just inserting the thing, that there. Though, because oh. you have the super battle droids, which you know you can kind of say that they're. You have the super battle droids, which you can say they're kind of spected, you know, yeah, up from. Well, yes, they're you know, similar droidicus. to them, but again, droidicus. the difference is in their power output, more or less. Super battle droids didn't have to compensate for autonomous flight. No, no, they, yeah, no. I know, but what I'm saying is that this is, I guess you can consider that kind of like an upgrade, but it, it doesn't make sense because that happened in the prequel era. We didn't see any of that stuff in the original trilogy. You, because, you know what again, it, this, is what, this is what I'm trying to explain. They purposefully deviated away from droids because you had the better clones. But then, of course, they weaned off the clones because, you know. Regular guys to be. Yes. And how would it look if, well, you know, we fought an entire war with these droid guys. Why don't we start putting them in the ringer again? Then they'll bring back vibes of, oh, they're going to be just like the Trade Federation. Maybe we should rise up against them, blah, blah, blah. It could be a whole propaganda thing also. Two things. Two things. First, um, it's too much of a tank, the, the thing. Because I just realized, yeah. if you pushed it over and it fell, how would it get up? It can't get it would, up. It it would get up. I don't it think it, it's not like a turtle. That's like it could put put a hand down and get up. I don't right. think that would have been a problem. It's so stupid. Well, my thing is to this point in the episode, yeah. they hadn't killed anybody. They didn't kill anybody. They're supposed to be threatening. They beat they beat some dude up and they like they, they like yeah they jumped Dinda Jarin and they jacked uh, Grogu, and that's it so far. So, yeah, but like the way they beat up Din Djarin was uh pretty. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that he had Beskar 
which is the strongest form of metal in the entire galaxy. He had to have some padding in there, man, because <laughs> Yo, it, was, I mean, it was pressurized. You know, that that's what it was, actually. His helmet, they, they had a moment, actually. Did you guys notice when, yeah, he, yeah. when he, it's a pressure, so his head would move inside the helmet instead of bashing mm-hmm. against the sides. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's still like one of those things that are like, if it's anything other than Beskar, this guy's dead. Yeah. Uh, Imagine yeah. if he was wearing he a stormtrooper outfit. Pedro Pascal would have been had a, had a, his head smashed twice in fiction. Finally, get he didn't have Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Worse than that, probably. All right. And yeah. Second thing, mm-hmm. if they produce like a, a a huge amount of these, and th- these things are so dangerous, where were they in the sequel trilogy? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it's like also, it's, you know, I think kind of lost we'll their out. scientific staff there. Um, yeah, I think we'll find his, out. Uh, maybe uh, maybe pet project. You know? Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe be exclusive to Gideon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that was probably that. So that it it might like, not be a, this might this might have been just the only small battalion as Mob's project and stuff like that, and like you know, they well, were done for after this. Let's move on to Mob, shall we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice segue. Yeah. Walt, always with the segues. Thank you, sir. Right. Walt, why don't you go ahead and talk talk us through the you know the scene with Moff and Din Djarin? So here's my thing. Um, as much as I was kind of disappointed in the fight in chapter, I believe it was what chapter fourteen or thirteen, the Jedi between Ahsoka and mm-hmm. the Magistrate. Um, that's not the case with. Din versus Moff because I thought that was a fantastic fight. I mean, they were they were really going at it. Um, the whole the whole thing with the dark saber not being able to destroy the best car was just amazing. And you know, the thing about it is that the kids were like, "Well, why doesn't he take out the 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 best cars? You know, um, staff and stuff." And he, and it was like Moff is being relentless in his attack. He doesn't have time to breathe. But once he took it off. And and once he had that chance to pull out that staff, I mean, Din is well, pretty good with that staff, bro. You know what I'm well, saying? We got we got to set it up a little bit more, I think, though. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That was the moment where where they I, were. He was looking for Grogu because remember the 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 crew of the of the ladies kind of ran the distraction, right? And then Mando went on his own, and he ran into Grogu, and Moff Gideon was holding him hostage. It was just State. it was just such an exciting fight. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. Because um, Din, too, though. Din yeah, catch, cool. finally catches up with Grogu. And, of course, Moff has the dark saber right over him, you know, kind of egging him on and saying, you know what, you can't. But then you see Moff in his cunningness saying, well, you know what, I'm done with Grogu. You can take him. Just let me go. Leave the ship, you know. And, of course, everybody knew what was going to happen afterwards, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there was there was no sense that he was going to let Din walk out of there with Grogu, um, and we get into that awesome battle, you know. Yeah, Gian- Giancarlo Esposito was way quicker and more brutal with the dark saber than I expected, and he's a scary dude, but like he's more of a of a cerebral scary dude, and he had some like Vader rage. That man got skills, boy. Yeah, dude, that was a really good fight. Like he freaking caught the Beskar spear with one hand while Din was trying to stab him with it. I thought that was like a pretty 
hardcore moment from John Carlo Esposito in the fight choreography. There was one. Ooh, there cool. was one move that Den pulled off. Pulled off that just knocked me to the floor because I think there was you know he was he had the uh, the staff down and he kicked it and it just came right around and just you know came down on on Moff. I was like, wow, that is that is an amazing move right there. That was a Kotun Khan attack. Yeah, with the with the spear is what it was. That was beautiful. His stupid special that I couldn't get away from. The choreography was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that just the, the the way that, again, Giancarlo Esposito plays every scene. It's just he's just choose the scenery. He's so good at being menacing. It's And it's oh, it's so awesome. I love I love him as an actor so much. And I can't wait to see him in more stuff. And I hope he somehow returns in this show as well. Well, they didn't. Yeah, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Moff Gideon. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. So after like basically the duel happens, right? Um, and he loses the saber, right? Do you think that this was planned? I think it was. Yeah, I feel I like do. it was. Definitely. I really do I feel like it was. Yeah, I feel like I this would be perfectly in Moff Gideon's um, like game plan. To I think that like I think maybe it's like he was like, all right, well I'm gonna take take him on. If I can kill him, then great, you know. But if I don't, then cool. Let, him. Like let him take the let him take the uh, the, the the saber. It's also yeah. like why when um when I, actually now that I think about it, I don't think it was planned. I think that it was just in the moment he realized that no, he has an opportunity. No, right? I was, I, no, I disagree. No, no, no I listen. Disagree. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Right? It's because a very calculated risk that he took. No, no. Listen, listen. Literally, listen. he had the saber, the the staff to his neck, and if Din was any other person, Moff would have been ended right there. So. Sure, but no, listen, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's like, I think that Moff, Moff was surprised that Din didn't kill him, which is why he said, that, like, you're going to leave me alive. Interesting. And it's in that moment that Moff realized that, like, he's won the Darksaber. I'm free of Bo-Katan's vengeance. Yeah, I can, I can get with that. And I think it, I think it was I think just that. in that moment. Which but would think- make sense for the character because he is so smart and intelligent. He would well, take advantage of a, of a loophole like that. See, but here's my yeah. thing. Like, I think, I think it was something that he entered into the conflict, knowing would be an outcome. Because either way, he was like, like you said initially, he was like, either I'm going to kill this guy, or he's going to kill me, or if he beats me, I have a conflict that I can raise against somebody who's also trying to kill me. That has been a thorn in my side. We would assume since he's been she's been chasing him for a while to get the dark saber. Yeah, destroyed like an entire right. shipment that he needed for like his imperial ISB purposes. So I think right. that yeah, like maybe it wasn't totally totally calculated, but I think in in like he's the kind of person or the kind of villain that's thinking Very while the battle goes on, yeah. how can I take advantage of this yeah. guy? He's opportunistic. You know, like, he he saw a moment. He realized like right in that moment, he calculated the rest of the uh, basically everything that was going to happen. Right, yeah. he knew that the dark troopers were going to come back too. You know, he had all this stuff like he had all the information, right? He he said it in the episode. He was like, it's my job to know everything. Mm-hmm. But he knew that like the Dark Troopers are going to come back. He knew that if he lost the saber in that moment that he is free of like Bo-Katan's like, you know, again, her her goal of fighting him and defeating him and stuff. So that sets up the next scene where uh, Din comes to the uh, what, it's a, the what do you call it on a ship? On the uh, when they when they go to the, the bridge, bridge. Deck, the, the bridge. bridge, yeah, the bridge. Number one, you have the bridge, right? So oh, wrong star. He, he, he escorts Moff Gideon to the bridge while wielding 
the dark saber and Bo-Katan sees this and she's like, what happened? And everybody thinks that she's talking about, you know, Moff Gideon or, or rather, you know, uh, Din defeating Moff Gideon and, and capturing him, you know, but she's talking about how is it that Din has the dark saber, you know, and Moff explains everything that like now <laughs> in order for her to like accept the Mandalore, the role of Mandalore, she needs to defeat him in battle. He can't just give her the dark saber. Now, here's yeah, why I want yeah. you guys to discuss because this is the biggest point of contention. I know that it's the biggest issue that I think, I think it's the biggest issue that Walt has with the episode. So I'll let you start it off. Um, but I will then tell you why I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. Well, my, my thing is, is this and, and, you know, thinking about it, there there may be reasons why she's acting the way that she is, but this is not the first time that Bo Kantan has been put in a situation where somebody has handed her the dark saber. It happened. Wanted to, right? No, did because well, Sabine Wren gave her the dark saber in Rebels, right? Because well, Moff Gideon at this point to clarify, he had stated that. In order for Bo-Katan to take power and become the ruler of Mandalore, she had to take the Darksaber in battle. It couldn't be given to her, right? But in Rebels, they they like who was it that gave it to her? You like I said, you've you've seen it. it. I haven't Ren. seen it yet. It was Sabine, it was Sabine. Ren, another yeah. Mandalorian, which right. gave her the saber and she took the role of the Mandalore. She took power based off right. of that. So, you know, in, in one sense, the scene didn't make sense because, you know what, it's happened before and she didn't have a problem with it then. Now, the only thing I would say in thinking about it is that maybe her fault in it was that now here I am in this situation again where instead of me taking the, the Darksaber in combat, it's being given to me again. So now that's the only reason why I can understand her trepidation for just taking it from Din. Because if it's any other reason besides that, then it doesn't make sense. Because we already have in canon, um, and again, I stress in canon, that this has already happened before. The precedent has already been set. So, you know, why are you so upset that it's happening happening again? Again, now, the only reason I would say is because, you know what, it's happened once before, and now this is the second time I'm going to become Mandalore without proving myself in battle. That's the only well, thing. Here, but I, here, I did have, I, that was one of my, my things that I had a problem with the episode, knowing how well Filoni interweaves every, everything. Now, maybe there's an explanation coming down. Well, Later in later in I one have, of these I shows, have, I, have, I have my thing that I want to say, which is the reason that I don't think that it's that super consequential is because it's actually not written that 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 wielding that the only way to become Mandalore is by wielding the dark saber, and it's also not something that's universally agreed upon by all Mandalorians either, right? Because this was actually something that was only sought as. So a scene as a true Mandalore, they, they would only recognize a true Mandalore if he if that person wielded the Darksaber. But that was only from the Death Watch faction, I believe. Right? The true Mandalorians, they elected their Mandalore. 
So it's not all Mandalorians. It's not something where it's like, this is the only way to become Mandalorian. It's not something that like, it has to be done this way. I think that it's something where there's, there's room for interpretation and there's room for ambiguity too. Well, here's my thing. This is I, like, I'm not even going to talk and I about do how hear, it gets... I do, before, before you go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like after you get your yeah. point, I do definitely want to hear from AJ because I feel like AJ has a lot of, uh, I guess, dark saber, you know, history in him. So here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And then AJ, I'll throw it to you. <clears throat> um, I'm not even going to talk about it in the context of how it fits into Rebels. I'm going to, let's say I don't care. Let's say, because you made a point after we, we saw the episode, which is a semi-fair point. Like, if you didn't invest in Rebels, if you didn't invest in Clone Wars, and you're just watching this, like, who cares, right? Who cares right. what you have to do with the Darksaber? But here's my problem. At a certain point in the episode, Bo-Katan herself says that that uh, Moff Gideon basically can yield to her. And she can take the saber that he can take her, he can get it from, or she can get it from him while he's alive. He could have yielded to her. Why can't Din do the same thing? Why is she being so, I mean, it's not exactly a plot hole. It's not exactly a problem. It's a mild inconsistency. I'm not going to harp on it too much, but it kind of didn't make sense based on her own words. I think it was earlier in the episode. Like I said, she's like, as long as the moth yields to me, I don't care what you do with it. You know what it was? It was when Cara Dune basically says that she wanted to capture Moff Gideon because he had ISB well, information. She says, I don't care what you do with him as long as he yields to me. Right. So, so, what? so that didn't make sense to me. So That's the on, thing that didn't so, make so, sense. So, so the thing is, in traditional combat and especially in traditional fencing, uh, yielding is is accepting defeat in battle. Yeah, no, I understand it's, that. It's not surrendering. So she's still so so in her mind, she still needs to battle Moff Gideon and he needs to accept defeat at her hands by yielding or being killed in battle. But if if he then like then what happens? If he didn't yield and she killed him, but they didn't battle. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're getting into some weird areas of like I how mean, does I, this I, again, I think uh, again, I think that like it was implied by her saying that as long as he yields to me, I think that it was implied that she was going to challenge him and you know, to battle and, you know, for her as long as he yields. Right, but that's what I'm saying. What if he didn't accept the challenge? What if he just put the Darksaber down and said, like, because he clearly understood the history of it, at least as far as it is currently, because yeah, it's, see, here, it's here's where there's a lot of ambiguity, you know what I mean? This is where, like, it, we, we, we'll never really know until we get more backstory, so that's well, why maybe I wanted AJ to ask AJ, yeah. A bit more. Like, what do you think, AJ, about the way that they handled this? So, a couple things. Mm-hmm. First off, to point to what Gabe said about uh, there are other ways to become Mandalore. Mm. That way being elected kind of got thrown out out of the window once they said, you know what, let's be a warrior culture again. Mm. The second thing. I got to dispute that because the thing is that like it's only one faction that still that, that still wants to be warrior culture. You still have the pacifist faction of the Mandalorians. Or rather, what they call themselves, the true Mandalorians. Who were they? They're called. They call themselves the true Mandalorians. Yeah, there is a there is a peaceful, a peaceful yeah. sect. Yeah, and those are the ones that that believe in electing their Mandalore. Okay, so that's one. Where are they? They were I'm all saying like where, that was awesome. well, I mean, where are they now? now? The, thing, the thing is that they're all scattered. So, but the thing is that there okay. are Mandalorians that don't necessarily follow that way. All right, granted, but, 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 but the, the thing if about the point, it, if the point if the point is you're trying to rally your people to take your planet back, 
that's going to be the best way to do that with a symbol of power. This sure. the the saber was traditionally seen as as a it, it was almost like a um like he said a symbol of power and and the 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 reason that the dark saber existed past the fact that you know it was it was wielded by a Mandalorian Jedi Knight but it was the thing that united the clans together that was all the clans understood the significance of the dark saber. And, you know, over time, it became that tradition where it's like whoever wields the Darksaber really is is the one that should right. rule Mandalore, you know? So um, you're right in the but, sense but, that there was a tradition of, of um, you know, voting in, you know, kind of like the Mandalore. But, you know, especially in recent times and, and with the canon that we've seen so far, it that tradition has been replaced by the tradition of... Whoever is the wielder of the dark saber is yeah, the one I have, that, that I have to dispute that. I have to dispute that because the whole the true Mandalorians came after the dark saber was already implemented. Say that again. The true man again. They call themselves the true Mandalorians, which are the pacifist Mandalorians that believe in still being a warrior class, but pacifists and electing their Mandalore. They came after the dark saber was already you know in in, in play. As far as oh. canon goes, or but who is there more of too? Like I think this all kind of boils well, again, down to like they're, they're, they're there, but it's like saying that, like okay, there's a couple of people that disagree. Well, that, like well, that, that's what I'm saying. So, so like we're we're talking about like entire factions, not just like a couple tribes, but entire factions. However, right now we don't know how many Mandalorians are there, but because of that, again, like I think that there's ambiguity to like the whole dark saber and taking power. Like where once when Pre Vizsla. Uh, Pre Vizsla was uh, Mandalore, and 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 during that era, the only way to be the Mandal the, the the you know the Mandalore, which was I don't know, which was in know. that well, in again in that time, and the only way to be Mandalore is to like win the to to earn the saber in battle, um, and even then they called themselves like the Mandalore was called the secret Mandalore. He wasn't. Yeah, but he wasn't but, a true outright Mandalorian. And, and I think that's all kind of irrelevant because we're talking about Bo-Katan's frame of reference in this episode. We're not talking about the true Mandalorians. We're not talking about the other sex. Well, we're I talking understand. about right. We're talking about what she wants to do to unite the clans of Mandalore. And, and currently, and what she wants to do is possess the dark saber. Right. Like, right, yeah, right, right, right. But it's like, like again, it's like Aragorn's sword. We're like, we're, we're talking about the power point. that. You know, we're talking about the point of of the of the difference I, again. I so that's the thing. My yeah. my point is yes. I think that like the the extra the lore of the dark saber in the Mandalorian culture from what we know that's canon in in you know outside of film and TV uh, doesn't matter for the episode itself. I mean, I was the first one to bring that up. You know, um, but to Walt's point, I think that like there's a little bit of ambiguity there that gives us room. So I still don't think that like it should be at fault either. Anyway, I feel like we have been harping a little bit on the uh, dark saber because we do got to get to Mando. our huh? What Mando? First off, <laughs> I want to make this point. Oh, oh my yes, God. Eli, please chime in. Uh, is I... this, actually, is this is this the thing that pissed you off about the episode? No, 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 no. I predicted this. What? I predicted it. <laughs> I did what did you predict? That he would wield the dark saber. Oh, you did Mando? predict that Mando would wield the dark saber. He yeah, did. he did. But I remember this. He is going to be man. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be Mandalore. Mandalore. He's gonna. 
I said this too. This is also my this is also my next prediction. It doesn't feel like in, it's in his nature though. Yeah, but he's going to be know. forced into it. He's the type of character who would be forced into a role like that. The journey's uh the hero's journey. Yeah. The Mandalorian Civil War between him and Bo-Katan. Yeah. It's going to be like Iron Man versus Cap, except and it's because he has the dark saber and she's really pissed about it. Did they <laughs> right. did they announce the what when the show, uh, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so we do gotta kind of move on. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Yeah. So here, obviously, Moff Gideon's been captured. We have like the setup between the Dark Saber, this, that, and the other. Uh, Moff Gideon plays his his trump card, so to speak. He says he's trying to create conflict between Mando and uh, Bo-Katan, and at this point. Uh, the uh, dark troopers come back because, as you said, they can fly and they're mm-hmm. not human beings, so they can also breathe in space. Yeah, they they just fine. make their way back to the ship, mosey on into like the uh, hall, and start beating down the door to the bridge. And at this point, they're all kind of screwed. And Mops lets them know, like, "Oh, they're gonna kill everyone in this room except me, of course." So Mops, this is this is Mops, almost like this is where it can be seen as like Mops' plan was this all along. Um. I don't know exactly if it was, but it well, he can be knew predicted he was back that. Into a corner he, yeah, he, 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 everybody yeah. was dead, and he predicted right. that too. Like you said. It's it's again, it's his it's his final trump card here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where we get the actual title episode, title of the episode, come to fruition. Because even though they were there to rescue Grogu, they're the ones that needed rescuing. And what do we see? We an see X-wing? an X-wing, one single X-wing, make its way. And Ooh, who do right. we know in the galaxy that likes to always have his trusty little X-wing somewhere? Wedge Antilles. What? You know, at first Wedge. I thought that was Wedge. just some rando <laughs> rebellion dude. Yeah. that was like, "Hey, I think I heard a distress call out here. Let me check it out." It's Big yeah. Big's Dark Lighter, right? That, that was his name. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was wasn't Wedge or whatever. He the the person that came about had a robe had very dark saber skills. Yeah, yeah. And a green yeah. saber. And a glove. And a glove. <laughs> it the glove. Was, it got <laughs> really <laughs> obvious that green <laughs> saber. <laughs> right, it did. You know, the only thing that didn't make it, I had a little bit of a question because they didn't show his face. So we're obviously talking about Luke Skywalker. It's already been, Jeez. I think, spoiled all over the internet. Who found somebody. Yeah, all right. You know, he found but, the Jedi. Yeah. He um, found the Jedi. But he, you know, for a moment, I wasn't sure just because of how he was fighting. And it just seemed like so dark and like, you know, like very aggressive, very like, you know, like Darth Vader-esque, which in hindsight does make sense. Right. He's, 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 he re- he's he re- Anakin's he, son. The fighting style reminded me a little bit of The Apprentice in uh, Force Unleashed, especially that very end where he took one of the dark troopers and crushed it. Yeah. You know? Well, did you see did you see the uh, the overlay video of like uh, the 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 final scene of Rogue One and then Luke's scene? Oh, it was basically the same thing. Yeah, it was basically the yeah. same. Like it was just Vader, it, it, it was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so we get like a, 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 we get yeah. like basically like what was it like two minutes worth of awesome like Jedi, all the Jedi powers, you know, and all the Jedi coolness in full yeah, display. Yeah, this Vader hallway scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but it wasn't a hallway; it was the entire starship. Um, <laughs> and he single-handedly destroys every single one of the dark troopers, which one almost killed. Well, definitely put a beating on Din Djarin at the very least. Uh, 
and it shows like how powerful this Jedi had to be in order to be able to take on all the dark troopers with ease. You know what I mean? And of course, absolute ease. So, what, mean, was... how do you guys feel about Luke Skywalker being the uh, Jedi that comes to the rescue? You know what? I thought I wasn't going to be okay with it. It turns out I was. <laughs> um, Same. It was, it was like, at first, yes, it would have been cool to see Mace Windu. Ezra Bridger is kind of out of the question now that you have the Ahsoka Tana show. Yep. So you don't have many other candidates left. And again, while I would have liked Mace Windu, that was still in some sense a little far-fetched. Because then you'd have to go through all the hoopla of, well, who even are you? Oh, the- <laughs> you're from this place? How did you survive from this place? And things like that. But I'm not, again, yeah. I'm not against it, but there are just so many hoops you'd have to go through as opposed to just going with this guy that we already know. Yeah. Like, I, and it also makes sense because at this time he has his own Jedi Academy. Or at least well, he hasn't started it yet. He's going to start it. Yes, starting it, yeah, already, yes. starting it already doing it. You, you get the point. Yeah, He's that's full that, I mean, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I felt the same way about it too. You know, there's, I, I wanted to see Cal Kestis kind of, you know, be brought to live action. Um, but it still wouldn't have made sense. Because you would like, I think that you would have needed a veteran Jedi that would have been attuned. Like again, it, it could have been Mace Windu, but yeah, there's a lot that you need to explain there. But with and why Luke, would he even go? You're right. Well, you know. You know what though? Like it could have been Cal Kestis in a way. Like I, I haven't played the game yet, and he's from um. What? what? I'm sorry. What's the, I haven't played it yet. It's on I Game Pass. Either. Oh my god! So I gotta jump on it. What? What? Jeez, what's the game called again? I'm sorry. Fallen it's not order. Force Jedi uh, Fallen, Fallen Order. Jedi Bro, Fallen you're right. failing at life if you haven't played right. it. Right. <laughs> That game is but, that good. That game was amazing. Yeah, it is. I really like the good. kid who I, I like the the kid who's from Shameless who plays the character of Cal Kestis. He's a very good actor as well. But like he could have been in this as a Jedi, as a as a more powerful Jedi, because this is a while after that game. This is like twenty or thirty years after that right. game took place. Right? So he um, would have been more experienced. It could have made sense, but like to be honest, like me in my head when I was watching the scene and you you know you saw the X Wing and your first thought is like Oh my god, that's freaking Luke Skywalker. It has to be Luke Skywalker. Like it's his that's his signature. Like, yeah. Right? Oh, wh- but then you see him going down the hallway, and my head's like, oh my god, it's Cal Kestis. It's Cal Kestis. And I was like, wait, no, no, it's Ezra Bridger. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And then you see the green lightsaber, and you're just like, it's freaking Luke Skywalker. It's none of these other people. It, it has to be Luke Skywalker. And then you see the glove, and you're just like, there's no way it's anybody else. Like, this is this has to be him. And then he takes the hood off and your head explodes was kind of how the whole scene went for me, to be honest. What about you, Eli? Like, you said you didn't like the end of the episode. Was this one of the reasons why? Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Yes, I'm so against this. Oh, why? Why are you so against this? You wanted to waste this Okay, first off. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you have wanted to see instead? Waste Mindu. Mace Windu? You want to see Mace Windu? I'm sorry. Waste Waste Mindu. I'm sorry. I just feel like Luke Skywalker has a spotlight all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. And this would have been the perfect opportunity for Mace Windu. I mean, this is very far-fetched, but this would have been a perfect, well, an opportunity for a show for Mace Windu. 
for maybe, a show. Maybe for like when he when how he survived and stuff. Interesting. It's not a bad. That's not. But a bad again, part. while I like that, how would why would he even go to I Grogu? I don't know, but maybe you don't even know his disposition after the whole Jedi Order falling. But that's why I mean, he, he disappeared, show, right? To explain that. But again, we. I Hold just on. don't now, see AJ, Mace Windu going for Grogu. If, I don't. I'm sorry. Right. If you think about it, because he exiled himself, it wasn't like Yoda went looking for Luke. It wasn't like Obi-Wan went looking. Like, Luke found all these people, right? They didn't care to continue training Jedi. You figure Mace Windu would have the same thought process. But Luke Skywalker, who just, you know, roughed up Darth Vader and Palpatine, probably looking to reestablish the Jedi in the universe, hasn't had the experience of failing at it hard like Mace Windu did, like Yoda did, like Obi-Wan did, like Luke did eventually later on in his life in The Last Jedi and, and such. Like, it wouldn't really make sense for Mace Windu to want to yeah. train Grogu, yeah. which is I why mean, it would have been awesome, but the only person who it really made sense for it to have been is Luke Skywalker of the Jedi that we know that are still alive? I know. There's, 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 there's one other thing too that Mace, Mace was also really against Anakin, you know, being any kind of anything to do with the Jedi, just because of like his emotions and all that. And if he had sensed that with Grogu, I think that because Mace is a hardliner, he would have also been turned off. I mean, if Ahsoka was turned off, Mace would have been way more turned off. Okay. Mace yeah. probably would have like tried to kill him right there. Okay, so Mace Windu doesn't work. But even still, I don't like how Luke Skywalker gets the spotlight. It's like Gogeta Blue and Vegito. Vegito gets all the spotlight. Gogeta Blue is literally sitting there in the shadows. Okay, let's let's move the catharsis for the fusions for later. <laughs> no, but still, Luke Skywalker. It just it makes sense with Luke. And the other thing too is that like there's a big outcry, and I wanted to like kind of talk to Walt about this. There's a big outcry on social media with like the whole like, oh, why are we bringing no Skywalker in this? Well. For me, it's this is still the Skywalker saga. Like this is still in that timeline. Like, are you just well, you can't have a show in that timeline and then like never ever mention it or never ever bring it up in the entire time that we're living in this timeline, especially with this being the actual middle and crux of the entire saga. Not the end of it, but like the the middle. This is like the most important part of the saga, really. It's it's right at the end. It's right at the end of return of the jedi right like how can we what are they all just gonna like act as if what happened with luke and palpatine and darth vader just didn't happen you can you can mention it but like you don't have to like full-on bring luke skywalker into the show like not like that well i don't think that he's gonna become like one of the main characters or even even one of the co-stars of the show though right i think that this is gonna be one of those things where like he's gonna be a peripheral character um, they'll show him like they did here a couple of minutes. Obviously, this is the introduction, so it's going to be a little bit more impactful. But I think that like in the future, it'll be where we might have a couple scenes with him, but not necessarily, or even one whole he episode really with him, but not necessarily. That's it. But yeah, you know, like I think that it's going to be one of those things when we see Grogu again. It may be with like I would hope that it's at the end of his training, or at least at some point where he's got control of his powers. He's a teenager. And, yeah, maybe. And then, like, Din comes to rescue him or whatever it is. You know what listen, I mean? Listen, the, my my thing, listen, I, with the Luke Skywalker thing, and that's that's the other 
slight problem that I had with the show, uh, with the episode. But again, you know, the rational side of me, just like for all the reasons that you guys put out, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense that Luke would be the one to answer the call. My disappointment, I guess, is again with this whole thing that Star Wars tends to do where you have an entire universe, right? And you boil it down to the Skywalkers and any of their relations or any of their friends or any of their acquaintances. And you see it on all of their properties. When it, when it comes to something, who do you expect you're going to see? It's going to be an original trilogy character. It's not going to be anybody else. It's always going to be either Han or Leia or Luke or um, Chewbacca or R2-D2, who also made a, a cameo in this. And again, like I said, the rational side is always going to say Luke made sense in this episode. But one of the reasons why I loved Last Jedi as a movie, as an attempt, because it was willing to say, you know what? We need to expand this universe because there are dozens of stories that can be told in Star Wars that doesn't have to always go back to Skywalker. And, And that's, again, this is my personal, you know, disappointment. Again, it makes total sense that Luke is there because you know what? Luke has just defeated the Empire, right? And the the Empire is in the stages of trying to rebuild. So it makes sense that he's reaching out. And again, going back to Jedi Fallen Order, where there's this list of younglings that are Force-sensitive, you know, that the Empire was trying to get and, and, you know, we were trying to keep, they were trying to keep it from them. It makes sense for him to try to rebuild the Jedi Order again. Because he kind of sees that there is, you know, um, an imbalance right now. You know, people are trying, you got the New Republic who's trying to get up, you know, and, and, you know, start their reign in the universe. You still have remnants of the Empire around, which we all know the fir- from that's where the First Order rises from. So it makes sense that he's trying to stabilize everything. And what does he know? He knows that. Jedi's may or may not work. So why not rebuild the Jedi? I get all of that. I really, really do. It's just my personal disappointment that we are still in this um phase where we're not trying to expand the universe. But you know what I'm right. saying? So, but that, that doesn't that's, make any that's sense my, to me. That's well, but that's what I'm saying. It it's my personal disappointment. I'm telling you that it makes sense <laughs> that it was Luke. I, no, I, I really, know. really am. You know, know. I'm I, not I, arguing that point. You know, you know, it's it's not it's not it's not that that doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense to me is how could you could have expected anything different? Because again, but we're we're watching a show. I I so just hope <laughs> I just hoped that they would have had the temerity to say, you know what, we've all seen Luke Skywalker before. You know, right? Let, let's see if we can. You didn't have to bring a Jedi in that point anyway. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There was no... It, the story didn't demand a Jedi at that point, you know? Again, again, it, it makes sense. Again, it makes sense because we want to move Grogu away from Din and we want to continue his training. I get that. But my personal disappointment, we're still right, stuck but- in the Skywalker saga. Well, yeah, duh, still, because Mandalorian you know? takes place in the middle of it. 
You got to remember that, like what you said, yes, that the, in the Last Jedi, you know, but, it was but great. That they was... expand. Hold on, they expanded and all that stuff, and like it's like forget the past and all that stuff, right? But that happens thirty years from this current point. But here's my We're point. In the thick of it. But here's hold my on, hold point. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I just want to say this one thing, and then right. then you can go. The reason why I was so excited about the Mandalorian is because a the, the, sorry, this is the only point. It was an expansion of the universe. We were coming up with a brand new character that would live in the Skywalker universe, right. but not be directly tied into it. It was an attempt to to say, you know I what? Think- this was these. We have the Skywalker thing going on over here. These are the other stories. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I was excited for the Mandalorian because I want to see those other stories. Okay. We've already then, had yeah. Skywalker. I kind of get that. But like, that's, but, but, that was my thing. But now, second season, guess what? We're back with the Skywalkers again. Right. But again, so that's the thing. Like, it's, 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 it's not that we're back with the Skywalkers. We've been there the entire time. But we just had two seasons completely just expanding the entire universe with new characters in every single episode which without a single one of the characters up until up until boba fett not a single one of you know old characters being brought back and that's why i I love mandalorian because it's an expansion of the lore right so then if if you have 16 episodes for which only one episode brings back a trilogy character for two minutes does that then discount the entire show i'm not saying that and and again, you know, like I said, it's it makes sense for the story. It really does. But you know what? I I kind of was hoping, deep down, this is this is just wishful thinking that we were going to step away from that. And you know what? Mm. The, the the biggest moment of the series was Luke taking Grogu. You cannot say that it, that's not it because everything I mean, built. The biggest moment to, is Boba Fett. No, but but honestly <laughs> though, the entire two seasons was leading to this moment where Luke was going to come and take Grogu. So implicitly, implicitly this becomes about Luke. I don't, I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. That's the reason why I loved Rebels was because, yeah, it had stuff to do with like Darth Vader and the Emperor, but it didn't go entirely. It didn't, it barely had anything. Well, it had to do. Rebels with the, had a fair amount to do yes, with the yeah. original trilogy. It didn't what? have. It didn't have like characters actually coming into the show and saving Darth the Vader. Yeah. Because I Rebels <laughs> is. A, I, I will say Rebels is a little different though because it was happening in that was part of the war, you know. Okay. But but yeah. I see your point. Again, we have other characters yeah. doing other things aside from Vader and Skywalker. The reason, the reason, the reason I don't think, guys, guys, you know what I think made the choice here, and this is the thing that I think kind of just basically shoots down every argument. And again, I know that you say that it it, it makes sense, but your personal feeling is that it shouldn't have been Luke. But the minute you introduced a force sensitive main character who was kind of the point. Of the of the the main main character, as in Din Djarin's arc, you knew a Jedi had to be in this, and because of the time period it's in, there's only one Jedi it could be. Whether emotionally it didn't pay off, for why you couldn't Walter it have or not, been Ahsoka? Why? Because why? we already got Ahsoka. But she already turned him down, and Ahsoka can't she change no. her mind. Yeah, Ahsoka. Oh, so, well, uh, Ahsoka can't change her mind. She can't. She can't sleep on it and say, you know what? Maybe it's a good idea that I do take Grogu because of the right, fact but, that she well, has all these he, negative feelings. On, on, but the reason 
stories from Clone really? Wars and Rebels, Ahsoka swore off the Jedi Order yeah. a long time ago and has not gone back for decades. Dude, guys, you know, you're you're arguing a point that I've already conceded. I understand yeah. that Luke had to be the guy. I'm right, giving you my personal wait, opinion. Wait, wait, That's wait, what wait, it is. Wait, wait, I, I understand. I, you know, there's, I'm not arguing with you guys. This is just. Right. My my feeling. I wish that it wasn't Luke. I get why it was Luke, but I wish yeah, it yeah. wasn't. Like, That's wait, all I'm wait, saying. Wait, wait, wait. Eli, what's up? Eli, what's up? Why does it have to be Luke that saves the day all the time? Why is he the hero of every? <laughs> okay, let's move on. It's the hero of the original trilogy. Not hero Mandalorian. All right. All right, the, so the let's 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 trilogy. let's table this discussion because I feel that this is going to be a whole ep- a whole episode. Yeah, we're not. We are moving on. Things that we need to get to. We don't have yeah. too much time left in the episode, but we do got a couple things to get to, and I want to get to one of the most important parts of the show. I think the most impactful part, which is the goodbye between uh, Din Djarin and Grogu, right? So, uh, you know, Grogu. Like you, it's very clearly visible that Din doesn't want to let Grogu go, and I think that like it's one. It seems, and I'm not a parent, but it seems like this is one of those things where like he, he is trying to maybe even manipulate the situation. He tells Luke that uh, Luke Luke is calling for Grogu, and Grogu looks at Din, and Din is like he doesn't want to go with you. Din might just be saying that just because he doesn't he doesn't want to accept that Grogu needs to go with him and stuff, and he's trying to make the decision for his child. Yeah, uh, and then Luke says that he wants your permission, and at that point, um, he goes. He's with uh, Grogu. Grogu, they're looking at, into each other, and Grogu motions to the mask, to the to the helmet, and and then takes off the helmet. He breaks his creed once again, but this time in front of everyone, in front of his friends, no, under, un, in front of his friends, and under <laughs> no duress. Right? Previously, yeah. when he did it, he was under duress. He had to do it, otherwise, it was going to be. You know, he was going to have a, chan- a chance at getting Grogu. Yeah, and this season one he, he was dying, with- and yeah. then this time he had to do it to get Grogu. Yeah. Right, the second time around. This time so he this did it time. for his child. He did it because he needed to see Grogu before he leaves, and he wanted to, like, grant Grogu, you know, I guess, like, his last wish before he leaves, because it seemed like Grogu was asking him, like, no, I want to see the real you for the first you know what time. I thought? You know what I got vibes of a little bit? Mm. Let me look upon you with my own eyes. Yes, I was gonna say that. Oh wow! Yes. No, right? Yeah. I think yeah. so. It felt like that. Yeah, it felt like that for sure. I mean, it wasn't exactly that, but with Luke Skywalker it wasn't, present, you know, it was like that moment, moment. Yeah, you know? you know. And I think that that's actually why it feels like this is like an actual like there was finality to this. I think it's maybe because subconsciously we have that like kind of callback to the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. When you know Luke has that scene with Anakin, um, so you know says goodbye. Grogu goes into the hands of Luke. We get a little moment with R two D two, which personally yeah. I thought was unnecessary, completely <laughs> unnecessary. Um, but that was done to set up, you know, the droids, you know, show. I think, um, or at least build excitement. And you know, you have like the the slow walk away. Um, with Luke and Grogu, and the show ends with with the door shutting. Can I say something about the the, the Grogu moment really yep. quickly? I think it. I don't think it was unnecessary at all. Again, I think it was a throwback because when you have that moment where Luke picks up Grogu, he has a moment of realization, like, "Yo, this is the same race as Yoda." I feel like I saw that on his face, 
And I think that was R2's reaction in the same way. He's like, here's a baby of like a speed. Cause he's remember Yoda and, and, and uh, Luke are the first beings that Yoda, excuse me, R2D2 and Luke are the first beings that Yoda had seen in who knows how long decades. And yeah. I think that they were finding a way to kind of tie back to that moment as well. I'm not saying that, you know, I guess it, unnecessary is maybe necessary or necessary is maybe not the right term, but I liked it because I thought it was supposed to be kind of a, a throwback to that moment of like, these guys kind of all met before quote unquote. Maybe, but I, I just felt like, cause it looked like, like R2D2 and Grogu were having like a conversation, which I don't see how that could have been possible, but. No, no, no. But it was definitely also an adorable, like, here's the last time you're going to see our, like, new Disney mascot in Grogu for a little while. And, like, yeah, here's so. the old one in R2-D2. Like, I guess. Here's the adorableness anyway. beating the adorableness. But moving on. Yeah. What's, so, what's... so I think, uh, again, like, to me, I think to everyone here, it felt like uh, there was some finality to the uh, to Din Djarin's arc through this yes. scene, through the end of this episode. Uh, is, is that how everyone kind of feels? Yeah, it did feel that way. And then mm-hmm. give it like a finale. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I also want to bring this in, right? Because we get the uh, end credits scene with uh, Boba Fett and, and all that. He, he, you know, we'll talk about a little bit more about that. But I feel like with that, it's almost like, like, hey, like, this is the end of Din's chapter. And now we're letting you know that the next chapter of The Mandalorian is going to be Boba Fett's chapter. I don't agree with that. Not by You don't think that that's what's going to happen? No, I don't agree that this is the end of Din's arc. Like, no. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think that it's the last time that we'll see Din. I just don't think that the next season of The Mandalorian is gonna be Din. Yes, but I think, here's I think my problem. Back, maybe at some point in the future, or maybe after they do like a Boba Fett season of The Mandalorian, maybe there'll be another season of Din as The Mandalorian. But it just because the third season of The Mandalorian was. Last week, it was it was revealed that it was going to be December of 2021, but they didn't reveal anything about, you know, Boba Fett yet. And then they say that we're going to also have a Boba Fett show also December 2021. I don't see how that's possible. But what I'm griping over is that, sure, you have a sense of finality with Din and Grogu, but how do you drop a bombshell like who's going to take the Darksaber? And well, just leave it at, oh, no, you know what? Well, that's it's not it's, a big deal. It's kind of happened before. Yeah. Because with Filoni, how did Rebels end? How? Rebels ended with uh, Ezra Bridger in the outer regions and Sabine and Ahsoka teaming up to go find them. End of story. So Filoni has, yeah. you, you do see that he's done this before. I still know? don't like it. So I really don't. That leaves a bad, bad taste in my mouth. But it, but it's happened before, you know. Like I said, he, he's he's not. He he always has the ability to come back to stories. Which look, he's doing with Ahsoka now. You know, Ahsoka that that whole thing with Rebels, it was you know hard stop. Okay, hey, but we're not, we're looking for Ezra. You never got anything out of that. Yeah. Go forward a couple of years ago. Now we're gonna come back to. Here's that. my problem so. though with Ezra. It'll take time to settle that. With something like the Darksaber, where the two of them are there right now, despite being shot up. But come on, we all know that's Beskar. Really? Really? I I, I don't find that as as much of a problem, you know. 
I, I think you can end it that way and continue to tell that story in other properties. Here's the Maybe, problem. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no. uh, okay. Um, here's my problem with an ending like that. You want to leave something for the, uh, for later, something, something like that, and that's not the end. You have to have some sort of sense of, um, what would you call it? I guess. What a finality. Like a, like, no, not a finality. It was too much of a finality for me. Like a closure just, to. No, not a. It shouldn't be a closure, a full-on closure. I felt like they should have left some space for, maybe like, I forgot what it's called. Like, if you wanted to end it, and like put him in a bar somewhere, picking up bounty hunting again, fine. But don't leave something like the fate of the dark saber as like the future. No, but here's I mean, a, here's a, uh, you, what are the endings that you call that aren't like fully like cliffhangers? Cliffhangers. cliffhangers. Leave it at that. Why but, do we need a full-on happy ending? Well, uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think that we need a full-on happy ending. Again, this is the ending of a arc, not the ending of a series. And I think it's okay to give us the ending of a series, right? Because think of like the boys, right? Like we had like the first season ended kind of you know with a cliffhanger. Uh, but then the second season ended with some sort of finality where like the arc of that story is done, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that their entire story is done either, right? Like there's there's you know the ending of the boys season two left, you know, some things to interpretation, some things for the future, bread comes for like the future seasons and stuff. So we clearly see that we have stuff that's going to be developed in Denjarin's next arc, which is not going to be about Grogu. That's the thing. And that, and I wanted to kind of talk about that before when we were kind of going crazy over Luke Skywalker. But this is why I don't think that the show is now about Luke Skywalker. It's still about Din Djarin because it's, it, we still need to explore. Now it's going to be focusing on the Mandalorian culture, the, the bringing the band together, you know, or banding them together, not the band together. <laughs> Um, and the whole dark state, dark saber storyline, and explaining that for the people that do not know what the dark saber is, and what the whole backdrop is with Death Watch and all that stuff, right? We have so much for Din Djarin's story moving forward. Um, so, so maybe there will be a Mandalorian season and a Book of Boba Fett season. Yeah, it's kind of that's, that's going to be weird. Like, it again, would be weird. But this is also why I don't believe them when they said last week at the beginning of their investor call, like, we believe in quality, not quantity. But here's 10 new series plus another one that we're going to drop next week. And two of those series are going to debut at the same time in the same world. You know, what, what, I, what I find interesting is that the Book of Boba Fett was not announced. Because you know what? At, at that point, Boba Fett was already a thing. It wasn't like they were yeah. holding back for anything. So right, why, right, right. why not? And this is why I, I I do think that the Mandalorian season three will be about Boba Fett because right. you had the opportunity to announce it. Everybody right. was already talking about a Boba Fett series. There was no reason yeah. to keep yeah, it. Yeah, there was rumors. Everybody, you know. So, um, I, I and, really, and, and that's yeah, I agree with you. That's that's yeah. exactly why I think that it is going to be one. I think there it's going to be one conjoined series, or rather, that's going to be like the Mandalorian book of Boba Fett. Again, that's part of my problem. How are you going to leave something as big as that and then just completely segue? Again, just like just like Walter said, I I don't like that. That's like (laughs) trying to scratch. (laughs) 
I'm trying to. You just want it. You want. You want your cake and you want it now. That's what it is. <laughs> I get it. You know it. what? I I have to agree with the dark saber needs to be kind of resolved situation as well because again, Moff Gideon made this whole pomp and circumstance and like built it up. Bo-Katan built it up. She was trapped. She acted trapped in that moment. So then what the hell happens after that? Like, does she like assault him after like Grogu leaves? Like, what does she do? What what happens in that moment? She's going to be like, all right, well, mission accomplished. I'll see you guys later. Absolutely not. That's a, that like, no, there's a huge implication and a huge moment that takes place right after that it's not like something like like, like these guys it has to it has to no because again no, what was no, the no, point no. of the conflict what was the point of the conflict between moff gideon you can and always go back to this, and Bo-Katan? we would we just erased it then, right? you, you can always go back to this you don't have yeah. to you don't have yeah. to say that this ends because remember boba fett and mando they're not in the same place so you can have all those other things happening and tell the story after yeah. Yeah. you yeah. don't yeah. you that could be season four let, let me Let's just put it this it way. It doesn't have to be the next one. Eli, please. Have you ever read... Well, you pro- you guys have, probably. You've read a book what? where it's telling you from different perspectives? Yeah. It's basically... Yeah, most books do. Yeah, it's just basically... It's just like it, each chapter of a different perspective. Right. It's no, picking up where it left off. Nobody's saying that this is not a thing that's <laughs> going to come back to it. Because, again, we saw it before in Rebels. That thing was a huge thing where it's like Ahsoka and and them, they're leaving. What happened? We haven't had that yet. Guess what? We're probably going to get it now. With the same thing with this. This is not saying that we're not resolving the conflict. It just says we're not resolving that conflict right okay. now because I, we're going I, to my, tell my another final story. My final thought is I'm just going to say this. I, I'm a little mad about that, you guys, because I got roasted when a certain video game decided that they wanted to to take that that resolution and stretch it out a little bit longer, and we were I was told that that was a well, stupid way to tell a story. That's different that's like in a video game. It's not different. They force you, they force you to play a game that sucks and that's boring and that's annoying, and then they force you to replay it all over again from a different perspective. It's different from sitting there and watching it and enjoying it at your own pace versus being forced laboriously to do stuff. You don't have to play the game in one shot. Nobody forced you to do that. I don't think it's any different, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go back and forth on this. I'm just very upset at you guys, and you suck. But let's move on. <laughs> let's move no, on. So, so, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Does somebody else have a point? No, I'm oh, sorry. I, I'm, no, I'm, I thought I'm, Eli I'm had a point. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Guys. All right, all right. So, so this episode has obviously been very, very contentious and emotional. <laughs> it was. Let's let's bit. cool it down a little bit. Okay. Uh, no more no more arguing points about boba fett no more arguing about luke skywalker and all that stuff uh but we do need to talk about something that's very important that's happening to the star wars universe and it's yes the marvelification of the star wars universe clearly this was all done as a chess game i was wondering the last episode i wondered why did they have to have the disney call the week before the final episode of uh, Mandalorian and it was done specifically to kind of because they knew how big this episode was going to be and they didn't want the investor call to get in the way of everything that was just you know set up right the uh, Luke Skywalker and and his training of Grogu the Disney the the Disney the uh, the dark saber uh, 
you know, transfer of power and all that stuff. And what's mm-hmm. happening is that they're lead, they're creating these tidbits to then link all these other shows to then eventually have one big major event that, you know, basically give it the Avengers, you know, feel or, yeah. or treatment and stuff. And it's essentially kind of following the Marvel recipe, which personally Disney, I'm not a fan of. I Disney's thought it was playing Dejaric while everyone else is playing Star Wars checkers, yeah. hollow checkers. I, I, the reason I'm not a fan, and I, I, I want to give this point and then hear you guys out, see what you say. Yeah. The reason I'm not a fan of this is because it's cool. It's always cool when one person does it. It sucks when someone else copies it, because it's just it's it, the the it's like the surprise effect of it all like is 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 gone right like it's not like it's not as cool when dc tries to create their own universe because marvel already did it you know what i mean so you got to either do it different or um it just doesn't feel the same and and i hate that it's happening to star wars because now it becomes something super convoluted when star wars is already convoluted (laughs) yeah is it i thought it was simple yeah very simple you know star wars might be more convoluted than star trek (laughs) <laughs> you know, my my take on this is, and, you know, I've been thinking about this, and especially within this episode, I, I've kind of changed my mind just a little bit because of the, the conversation that we had. But for Marvel, it works well in that format because they're coming from a comic book format, which is used to doing that. You usually have, yeah. you know, the main... Event. Right, exactly. So for that property, it makes sense, and it works really well for them. Star Wars is something totally different, and you can't apply the same formula to every single property that you have. Yeah. And I think that's the problem here. I think, I think, you know, as I, as I, we were talking about it today, I'm more against the Marvelification of of Star Wars, and not for nothing, but the the announcement of all those Star Wars properties all at the same time was really overwhelming. It was, it was just yeah. like, yeah, was. there's. People were complaining about Star Wars fatigue. If you didn't have it before, you're definitely going to have it now because you have everything that's going to be piled on on top of each other, on top of each other. And again, you know, for me, I want to hear different stories. I don't need all these stories blending into like an Avengers style event in Star Wars because it doesn't make sense to do that in star wars you know it doesn't it doesn't because again it's this is supposed to be and ha- has always been a galactic opera you know it's 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 the 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 storylines themselves is the big event i don't need all these different crossovers and like you know like because then what ends up happening is that like when you have that event that happens you're going to be looking for all the fan service from all the respective communities, right? You got the Mandalorian community, then you have the Rogue Squadron community, then you have the Jedi community. And if they don't get their fan service in the event, then all of a sudden that side just got like, you know, they got forgotten. And then it's, you know, a bunch of boohoo fans and stuff. Here's the other. Yeah. I'm sorry. Here's the other piece. And I'm going to, I'm going to make this real quick and I'll leave it to you guys here. Um, The other piece is now that if you really want to enjoy Star Wars, you have to watch all these shows. It's no longer where the casual fan can go into yeah. the into a theater and enjoy the thing because now a lot of these things are going to be precipitated on the fact that you know what happened in Ahsoka or you know what happened in Rages of the New Republic. You, you know, you're you're and and this is the problem that I think Marvel is going to have also because now you have all these shows that tie directly to the events of the films and vice versa. So for the casual fan, 
you're really, really pushing them away. It's great yeah. for us yeah. as geeks because, you know, we love to consume that stuff. But for the people that are not as invested into these properties like we are, that's yeah. going to be a very big problem. Because if you're just thinking, I'm going to go to the movie theater and watch this one movie and understand it, you're going to have a big problem because, you know what? There's a comic book that ties into that. There's now a book that ties into that. Got to watch the video game. Got to play the video games. Got to watch the series. There may be a mini series. There may be a, a, a movie on Disney+. Plus. You got to know all of that knowledge. It becomes work to watch yeah. these things. And, and, and not only that, you also got to kind of have some idea of like what was previously canon that's not canon anymore because it might be brought back in. Right. Yeah. Like when the dark saber gets uh, got introduced, it's like, well, what does this mean? Well, let's go ahead and re uh, research and review what was canon, you know, because now that might be a fact in the future. It might it, it might have a bearing on the future. So it's just it, it it's already I just I'm already overwhelmed. Like I already know that there's shows that like I'm probably going to watch, but I'm going to be annoyed that I'm watching it because I'm going to have to be forced to watch it. I don't want to exactly. be forced to watch it, you know, but don't you guys think in a way, if you look at the Legends universe, it kind of was that way already. Because in every freaking book, somebody runs into Luke Skywalker, or into Chewbacca, or into Moff Tarkin, or into, okay, there were some extended characters, but like Grand Admiral Thrawn kept coming back. Uh, like, you, you, didn't know, to, you didn't need These to know those all, things. That, that's yeah. the thing. You didn't need, this was, this was almost, well, that's what it was. Legends really was just fan fiction. It yeah, didn't tie in. It didn't tie into the main movies. It had characters from the main movies. It expanded yeah. the, main, the, yeah. the movies in a different way. But there, it wasn't inherent that you had to know the Thrawn trilogy to understand what happened in, in Return of the Jedi. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. it's all fan fiction. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Now, you know what? Like you, you put it. You, you said it exactly right. I. You know, when it came to like, for example, with the with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it it kind of becomes work. Like, I think everybody that was mostly or semi invested in in the Avengers and Endgame, uh, they all like rewatched everything in order to kind of get caught back up on like everything that like happened, so that they're ready for Endgame. Now, imagine if you had to do that for the Star Wars universe, you got to watch the nine films plus all these shows, you know, for this major event that's happening. <laughs> you know, what I mean? that sounds crazy. <laughs> I guess we'll see how involved it gets. Um, but we do know that Fennec Shan is going to be in the cartoon. Ahsoka's getting her own show. Yeah. Boba Fett getting his own show. I mean, it's I guess we have to so This already it. seems overwhelming to me. So I mean, personally, Kevin, I just want to see Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and uh, Obi-Wan. That's it. I was happy when we when we got Obi-Wan confirmed. And I was like, oh, man, sweet, Obi-Wan show. And, and that's it. And like an Ahsoka rumor and all that. I was like, oh, it would be amazing if we had an Ahsoka show. And then they dropped the investor call. I was like, "Wait, hold up! This is this is a little this this is this is a much bigger meal than I ordered." Yeah, <laughs> it was like it wasn't like a Marvel reveal. It was like yeah. here's Cap, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision, and Loki, and this and that, and also there's a you know a, a New Mutants movie that whatever, like you know what I mean. It's just it was a it was kind of overwhelming. I have to agree on that, and it did have the look and feel of. I think at best they should have just done two at a time. Like if you really wanted to do this, okay, let's run WandaVision and Winter Soldier and Falcon. That'll be our two Marvel shows. Okay, what'll be our two Star Wars shows that'll come out next? Okay, let's do Ahsoka and Obi Wan. Do it like that. 
I guess we'll see when they all come out. All right. I think that we've bickered enough. Uh, I don't argue. You argue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys are poking the wolf. Well, one person was. Well, one household household was. I only did it sort of. I'm not in the same household as you. Uh, it's share the it's, last it's name. all in fun. It's all I know. Fun. Of course it is. You know? It's all in fun for the fans. Yeah, oh, all the fans, the fans. We're like little teddy bears in person. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, yeah. I I think that we should just quickly give a season uh, review. I am going to start off. I am going to give it a seven and a half. Okay. Um, I love the Boba Fett reveal. I love the last three episodes particularly, but I felt like the first half was a bit of a chore. Didn't make sense in a lot of areas. Action was great, but and fan service was cool, but just didn't necessarily do it for me. I will give it a higher rating. I will give it an eight and a half. Um, I think in the end, it actually it ended. In, even in spite of the season one ending with a really, really high note with those last three episodes, I think that this ended better. I think that I, I, I wasn't sure that I would like the idea like you, Gabe, of them moving away from Dindajaran too much. But in the end, despite a few hiccups on that, they did bring the focus back to him mainly even though they, you know, they had a lot of peripheral characters. And again, they made, there was a little Star Wars fatigue in terms of here's Luke Skywalker, here's Ahsoka, here's Bo-Katan. But they all served a solid purpose. And I give it a little more leeway because like last season, I had, a, I had an idea that a lot of those episodes, while they were generally filler, I enjoyed them. And I figured that they were going to set something up, even if they weren't the highest quality they fit mostly into the narrative for me. Um, Are there a couple of things, again, that were imperfect or a couple of elements that I would have taken out maybe of the early season? Probably the biggest one I would say is, I guess, the the running errands for Pelly thing. I kind of think that didn't sit exactly right with me because, like I said, she was like, here's one lead. That lead dried up in Cobb Vanth. He, He immediately went back to her, and she was like, here's another lead. I thought that was kind of a weird way to set those first two episodes up. But yeah, like for me, it was like, I loved it. I Each episode, as we got closer and closer to the end, was better and better and better. I loved the episode with Bill Burr as well. I thought that was a nice way to kind of escape the Jedi narrative from the last few episodes a little bit. There was no Grogu in that episode. Uh, there wasn't every other episode, I think, this season. But yeah, like for me, I think it just got better and better and better and better. And it had moments of weakness, but they did, for the most part, um, add to the overall story. So, yeah, that's that's you know, I, I got to say one thing um, mm-hmm. just because you brought up the first season. And, and one thing that I noticed is that I didn't get any, you know, the thing that made the first season, especially the ending so special. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a Quill or IG-11 moment. Yeah, nobody passed out, passed away. Um, yeah, we, I would we expect have, that. Not, not just passed away, but like, you know, like the moment of like, you know, like the sacrifice and all that. Not just passing away, but the sacrifice. And, you know, Quill was like rescuing Baby Yoda in the first season. And then like, mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, we didn't get those moments. 
And I thought we were because I like I, I had predicted in one of the uh, right, podcasts but, two weeks ago that I thought that they were going to lose. I thought it was going to be an Empire Strikes Back kind of. I, that's what I thought too, and we yeah. didn't get that. But like, not saying that there's anything wrong, but just in comparing no. mm-hmm. this season versus last season, I do think that the first season was better performed. We had mm-hmm. much more shock value mm-hmm. and more lore that was expanded in this one, but I feel like from performance standpoint, mm-hmm. we didn't really get that. You know, I mean. Like, I still think Quill was one of the best characters in the entire Star Wars universe. I think IG-11 was awesome. And I also think that the client was awesome. You know, and we didn't, and I feel like we didn't really get portrayals in it like that outside of, outside of, uh, um, uh, Bill character. I think he had probably the best performance in the entire season. So he was pretty great. And, and his, his, uh, counterpart, the Night King was pretty cool too. <laughs> I'm, uh, they played off each other well. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Walt. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm. Go I'm. Ahead. I'm gonna go next um, because I want. I want to expand on that point because that's that's one of the things that kind of made me enjoy this season a little bit less than season one, and the mere fact that you mentioned Quill and IG88, I I think that's the biggest problem that we had in this season. IG11. No? I mean IG11. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, I think that's the biggest problem that we had in this season because we didn't have characters that we kind of went along with the ride with. And and so, you know, with IG-11 and with Quill, we got to know them in that season. And that's why when they when they did die and they did pass away, um, those were really impactful moments because, you know, we got to know these characters this season, we really didn't have that. I mean, aside from Mando and Grogu, what other character do you know that really spent the entire season with them? You know, you're, you're, you're right, actually. Uh, I don't think that if any of the characters that showed up in this season, except for obviously Grogu and Mando, if any of them died, I don't think I would have like cared because we, spent, we spent no time with them, uh, you know. But we spent. Well, I mean, Boba Fett's—he can't be killed, so he's, we spent you know. the most time with him. Though he was kind of like supposed to be, yeah. I think, and, the character development character and, this season, leading into season three. And that's see true. that, and see that's the problem because you know what? When was Boba Fett introduced? Within the last three episodes, and yeah. so again with this season, basically give me the three episodes that ended the season, and there you go. Because for me, the first half, the first five that we got really didn't do anything. Now, they were great episodes in the singular. Including the Jedi? Huh? Well, I remember you're but, the Jedi. But that's one. wasn't that part of the last three episodes? But Boba wasn't in that one. That's why I was not. But what I'm saying is this, the last three episodes were the most important ones. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's my point. If you take yeah, if you take away the first five, there's really nothing there, there's really nothing that you're gonna miss. So you also no? found the Bo Katan episode to be a little bit of a of an extra that didn't need to be there, I guess. Well, yeah, no, think, yeah. but but so. but my okay. my thing is this, you know, in the singular, like I said before, they're all great episodes. None of the episodes were bad, in my opinion. But if you take the the season as a whole, you could have gotten rid of those first five, and you know, you'd be none the wiser when it came to the story. And so, you know, for me, the the first season still remains the standout. Um, and and for that reason, I give this 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 particular um, chapter, what is it, nine through sixteen? I'd probably give it a seven. 
in terms of the storytelling and the cohesiveness from the beginning to the end. Um, again, really fun episodes. I mean, the spider story, the, the when they crash landed on that ice planet, did you really need that story? It was a great story. It was a great episode. It was fun. It w- we had some horror elements, which I love, but it didn't do anything, you know? And I think that's the, that's the biggest disappointment for me is, like, you have a very shortened season. You want to make the best of it, and I don't feel that that happened this season. And it did happen. We did have that middle um, lull in the first season. That kind of got expanded here. And so, you know, I can't really in good faith say that this was better than season one. All right. And, and uh, AJ, Eli, what about so you? So here's the thing. Originally, I was going to give this an 8.5 and trend along what Jose was saying, you know, that I at least felt it flew very well uh, in terms of like the in terms of like the filler. I mean, to me, it didn't feel that much like filler. I mean, there was a point where I was like, OK, let, let's get to the main point now. But for Thank the you. most part, it was it flowed really well. And it didn't really, you know, it wasn't something I, I could really nitpick at. But when Walt raised the the idea that we didn't really spend, like, a lot of time on characters, uh, amazing characters, like we had last, last season, IG-11 and uh, Quill, then I kind of sat back and I was like, well, you know, you're kind of right. So... As much as I did like it, I also have to agree on that point. So, uh, as consequently, I'm only bringing it down by half a point. I was still very satisfied with this season. Except for the ending, I will never concede that. Sorry. I will never concede that. That is okay. Sorry. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Concede what? The Bo-Katan Darksaber yeah, thing? That. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will not concede that. Okay. Okay. So, all this in mind, my rating is 8 out of 10. Okay. Eli. I'm, I mean, this, this is... Yeah. Let, let me just put it to you this way. I might be a... Uh, exaggerating just by a little bit when I say this, but it's a glorified CW show. Whoa! Okay, no, 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 okay, exaggerating a lot. Okay, I realize, I realize, exaggerating a lot, but but it still has some CW elements. What exactly? Where? Like single characters, first off, filler episodes, and. What are some of those CW elements? <laughs> he cut. See, here's the thing. You kind right? of have a point, but right? to say that it's a CW show outright, I no, no, no. Ju- no. It's it's a majorly glorified, like Jesus glorified. Uh, no, that no. It does have some. Elements. It retains okay, fine, elements fine, of fine, it, fine, but to fine, say fine, that fine. no. Fine, fine. It is not a CW show at all, whatsoever. And I was majorly exaggerating, but it still has CW elements. Sorry, five point. I think those are just. I think those are just bad show elements. 
Not CW elements specifically. CW is a batch. Five point five. Wow. Wait, That's I didn't hear that. You said five point five. Five. Maybe a six. Maybe a six. Five. Six. Oh my six. God. six is six point five. I've decided to resign to myself off on our account. Just no. I've just, okay. I just I decided to resign myself to the fact that Eli hates everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. You kind of. You've don't. never. I don't think you've ever given anything a great review. DBS. DBS. I think, should, like, I, I think you should start a, a YouTube channel called Eli I Hates Everything. Everything. <laughs> and you just no. like, He's like, gonna be in the everything out of a ten, but you never get past a four. CBS Broly was one hundred percent. Avengers Endgame was one hundred percent. He's very, Man, very picky when it comes to stuff. You know, I, I, I will give him that. It you has know? to have a sad ending. No, 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 no. You no, just no, said no, Dave Filoni no. and John Favreau can run CW. Five. Five. The same. Five. Wow. That's bad, man. <laughs> All right. 5.5. Well, let's let's compare. I'm looking at IMDb because I was I was just curious. The season was an average nine. Uh yeah, the the average of the episodes was a nine. The highest rated episode of this season, these are fan reviews, was of course the last one with a 9.9. So that's what the fans thought about. And of course, everybody also kind of agreed that chapter 10, The Passenger, was the weakest episode with a 7.9. But every other one this season is basically above an 8.5 or a 9 per the fans out there on IMDb. So we're a little bit more particular, I guess. We, we're yeah, not that. I guess so. <laughs> so I think Well, I think that. Thank you guys that. for uh, coming along the ride. It was a very fun uh, ride. Uh, quick reminder: we are going to take a few weeks off, um, you know, to enjoy the holidays. Take a little bit of a break from uh, the badness, you know, kind of clear the clear our heads of um, all this uh, Boba Fett and Dark Saber. And Luke Skywalker uh, tension that we have. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna enjoy some stuff for a few weeks yeah. instead of having to analyze it, which is cool too. But yeah, I know we get to go, we get to kind of just go straight up be back back to being fans, which we always yeah. are. You know, we're always yeah. geek fans and nerds trying to bring you guys the the news and the juice. Just doing casual, um, just like raiding army bases. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like we we basically do the podcast in our WhatsApp group anyway. When we're not yeah, recording basically. it, we're just arguing there the whole time, regardless. So, so. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we hope that you have a wonderful holiday coming up if you guys are celebrating, mm-hmm. and we're looking forward to seeing you guys in the new year. Um, uh, the the support this year throughout COVID, um, and and everything through the ups and downs, and kind of switching to to you know remote recording and all that stuff um it's been challenging but you know it's it's been fruitful i think because we've uh found new ways to make the podcast better more fun more engaging for you guys and yeah once again please like rate share and subscribe share this episode to your biggest star wars nerd friend that you might know that is not already listening to this and uh let's uh let's keep the communication going and stay in touch through social media Let's do that. Yeah. Again, thanks to the fans from all of us for an awesome year. Thanks for downloading our episodes. Thanks for listening to our episodes. So many of you took the opportunity and it gave us something that we really enjoyed doing. Not that we didn't enjoy doing it, but it like it was something for us to do during the pandemic. And it actually was valuable to me in that way also, because we all needed, I think, a little bit of 
of a routine that was fun and this is a lot of fun and just again thank you to the fans yeah i mean is there anything left to say guys i guess not right yeah so i guess we'll say one last thing one last time this year uh, or two things again Bob fett lives <laughs> three things and once again i'm a happy holiday out there and as always stay geeky my friends we'll see you in the new year Gogeta you better he is we'll get back to